Leviosa, not Leviosa. Hi, and welcome to the Three Broom Chicks. I'm Jenny. I'm Marianne. And I'm Elizabeth. And today we're going to be introducing a super special guest. You already know her. You already love her. Alexis. Yay. Hi, hi. If you are new to this podcast, which it seems that a lot of you are, Alexis is the wonderful person who made our logo, and we love her so much. Yes. Snaps for you, Alexis. Yes. Snaps for yes. you. Love you guys, too. Undying love and gratitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, she is a Hufflepuff. She doesn't know much about Harry Potter, and she has guested on this podcast before. If you didn't listen to our first Potter for Dummies episode, pause this, go listen to it, and come back. Uh, but this is for people yeah. who are not super familiar with Harry Potter or just want to listen to us talk endlessly for three hours. Yes. And you should definitely listen to the episode anyways. I mean, it still has one of my favorite moments like ever recording in this in, um, in the podcast where she talks about a basilisk. Basilisk? Jeez, I can't talk today. Um, and what she thinks, she describes what she thinks the basilisk looks like and i have never laughed so hard in my life while recording this podcast just so clear i I know what it is now yeah she knows what it is now but is it possible to take that like audio clip and put it in this episode i probably can oh god i really hope that this comes through for you guys because it's so good (laughs) so good good. (laughs) okay so just in case you are now going to listen to (laughs) <laughs> Alexis, describe a basilisk. <laughs> uh, let's start with what a basilisk is. Oh, thank you. A basilisk is, in my humble opinion, uh, you know Pokemon. You know, you know Growlithe. I picture Growlithe, but on fire. So that's that's what I'm seeing a basilisk as uh, right now. So just a disclaimer for everybody. This episode is going to be done in the style of chisme because we are bringing you the Latin spice that we provide you. Um, the tea. For people who don't speak Spanish, that's the tea, sis. Yeah. And for people who don't speak millennial, that's gossip. <laughs> very important distinction very, very important for you to know so uh before it's okay we begin... i didn't i actually didn't know what tea was before oh. we started this podcast so okay. you know who else didn't know what tea was my mother wow and i had to explain it to her elizabeth is the... also a mother <laughs> for the first couple of weeks though like she thought it was like interchangeable with other beverages and she would get home and be like, I've got the water. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, what? I water in the fridge. <laughs> Why did you get water? <laughs> and it's because she was trying to tell me that she had the tea. I think once she said coffee, but I can't remember. Oh my God, oh, anyway. that's amazing. <laughs> before we get into this episode, before Ooh. we hit your outpost, which we have a lot of outposts and I'm shook, I love it. Uh, I just wanted to shout out again, Alexis for A, being here, but B for the logo because it's literally bomb. But you yeah. can follow her if you're interested in arts and things at Vargalart. I will spell that for you. It's at V-A-R-G-A-L-A-R-T on Instagram, Vargalart. I have a question for Alexis. Since yes. she is the maker of our logo, Ooh. um, 
And our logo, if you haven't already seen it, there's three specific brooms. They all have different like little styles to them. Alexis, I just want to know, like, who do you think like which broom is attached to which broom? Like which broom chick? Oh, that is a great question. Do you have did you have like a mindset to like, oh, this would be Jenny's broom, this would be Marianne's broom, and this is Liz's broom, or what? Like, I need to know your process. I feel like as an artist, I get asked this question quite often, and really, <laughs> there is no uh, thought behind it. <laughs> That's very Alexis. <laughs> um, but if I were to say, uh, looking at these brooms, uh, the first one, all the way on the right at the top. Okay. I would say is Elizabeth. Oh, my oh, God. That's, okay. such Jenny, that's such a Jenny broom. Yeah. Okay. Okay. She is the creator. Okay. The creator said it. So the hair seems, the hair on the broom seems to match the hair on Elizabeth's head. It's voluminous <laughs> and flowy. That's what I was thinking too. Oh, okay. I wonder if she's going to pick the original broom that I picked. For I think. That I picked it. The like, one in the middle I would say is Marianne. Oh, it reminds me of wow. Interesting. Okay. The one at the bottom I would say is Jenny because I feel like if you look at that broom, it looks like a little dress and I feel like it is a dress Jenny would wear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Alexis. I love you and I love your art, but left broom, although I like left broom, is not my favorite broom. I'll be left broom. I will say that I, I would vision myself more as left broom and Jenny is more off. center broom. Sorry. Sorry, I have spoken. <laughs> it's true. That's true. She did speak. You know what? But now that I'm so I went back to our iTunes <laughs> and I'm looking at it and honestly, it does have like some sass. It does have sass. Like a, it definitely has a personality. Yeah. We're talking about brooms here, people. You know, but this is important. Yeah, you know, it's a brand. Potter, so <laughs> go swerve, right, broom. <laughs> this is art 101, guys. BS. I was, I've been best friends with Alexis for a very long time, but I was with her in art. Well, I wasn't with her in art school. I was just like emotionally with her in art school. <laughs> and that is the truth. She did BS a lot. Yes. She's very good. Yeah. But she also did BS a lot. Oh, no. <laughs> I still do. <laughs> <laughs> That's life. <laughs> we're all improving. <laughs> what we're right. doing. I can so just imagine on. when you like present like your, your work at work they're like oh my god alexis is so innovative like this logo or these colors going together how did you come up with that well <laughs> you know it came I feel to like me alexis dream. would be like i was eating a chicken wing and it came to me <laughs> and i wasn't tired in the moment <laughs> i i don't think they would really like that response i have to come up with something very winwood i very know very winwood. <laughs> that's why that's why i love it because like I feel like you have to come up with something like super like in depth on the spot mm -hmm. and it's great. <laughs> That's good. It's good. So I think it's been decided. We know our brooms. Yes. Right. Um, so left broom is Jenny. I am center broom and Elizabeth is right broom. Cause Elizabeth's always right. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, we had theories, but we were, none of us were right. So no, in a way yeah. we all win and all lose together. All right, so now that we've <laughs> solved the mystery of the brooms and the broom chicks, let's move on to our digital outpost because hydrangeas in quarantine. 
Yes, Hydrangea is still in quarantine. She's staying at home <laughs> for her health. <laughs> for her health and for others as hell. She's saving other birds. Yes, yeah, she is. And other animals and other people. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, those two. <laughs> All right. Hydrangea uh, sent me some a couple of emails of your outposts. And uh, the first one is... <laughs> Can you just see an owl with like their wings like on an iPhone? Like, gotta email this outpost. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's how my mind works. Oh, <laughs> that's great. Okay, our first outpost is from at Marvel Daily Art, and they asked, "Did you watch the Puffs reading last Friday, or will you this Friday?" Uh, so. She means like we're recording this obviously after the second reading happened for Puffs. I got to watch the first one. This is Marianne, if you don't know my voice. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it's on YouTube now. So I'm not sure if Liz and Jenny have seen it, but I definitely recommend seeing it. Um, it was literally the funniest thing. And if you've seen Puffs, like you'll absolutely enjoy it because there's one, like obviously it's a parody based off Cursed Child, which is like it's just so funny because of that. But also there's a lot of like references back to Puffs and the world of Puffs, like their own insiders that they've created over there. So if you love Puffs, you're just going to love 19-ish years later even more so. I have not seen uh, Dude, Where Are My Fantastic Friends? Uh, I have to see oh. that. It's it's I've, I have it open in my tabs um, and I've already <laughs> seen clips of it and know some like details about it based off like 19-ish years later and stuff like that. I'm really excited. But uh, it's just, you know, I came, I wasn't able to make it on that Friday. And then normally like over the weekend, I have to prep for work during the week. So it's just, it's been a crazy time, but it's on my to-do list. Hopefully by Tuesday, I get to see it. Oh man. Yeah. Jenny, we need to get on that. We're, we're being we bad do, broom fix right now. We're the worst. Uh, but there's a reason that I didn't watch it and we're going to put a pin in it and we'll pin talk about it. it. Thank you. We'll talk about <laughs> it after outpost. <laughs> okay. Our next outpost is from at Hermione underscore Potter 5680. And they asked, did students ever fall off of moving <laughs> stairs? I love that Marianne put a lot of thought into the answer for this question. Because when I saw it, I was like, if I go to Hogwarts, there's definitely people falling off stairs. Because I am not coordinated in the least. But Marianne has some legitimate facts and hashtag facts for you bring up the facts Marianne. i do because i was honestly curious um so i realized during my research that they never actually mentioned in the books that the staircases are constantly moving so yes they are moving staircases but the way that um at least that it's hinted through the books is that they move by day so they will move like every 24 hours but then they're stable for those like like 24 hours so you think about it like it has a different route every day but it's not like constantly moving like every five minutes 10 minutes half an hour hour or whatever if that makes sense so they're um, moving physical location not that they're physically moving staircases ex like like they're, they're not, not swinging. They're not swinging exactly. Like they okay. will move every day. They'll have different routes every day, um, but it's like they'll like maybe it'll be a certain hour or something like that. Like at midnight, they'll all move at the same time, and now they're on, like the next day they're all different like staircases. So like on Tuesdays, you know you have to take this certain route to get to this certain class. Um, 
at least so like annoying. It Honestly, is very the more annoying. that we find out about Hogwarts, the more I feel like I would be annoyed being a student there. <laughs> um, well, obviously, like that's just how the way that they hinted it in the books. Um, but it could also be at least the way that the movies interpreted um, at least the five move first five movies, because that's the only time you really do see the moving staircase or like just like staircases in general in Hogwarts. Um, we do. That's the first time that we're actually introduced with the idea that they're constantly moving. Um, so if that is the case, that maybe, you know, it's movie canon and whatever canon that happened in the first five movies just happens to be like everything canon um i would assume that there's like some sort of spell like there's a arresto momentum spell um that you could use to kind of like if you were to fall you can kind of like not mobilize yourself but kind of slow down your falling to kind of catch yourself or if there's some sort of potion that madame pomfrey has that like if this is a a recurring thing like you're not like really like in danger like you could you know, gain back your bones and not die and stuff. So it's either one that that is canon for everything that really those staircases are constantly moving. And there's some form of like, um, way to not have students, you know, constantly hurting themselves. Um, because even though we know Hogwarts is very dangerous, um, I'm sure it wasn't dangerous enough for that to be such a recurring problem that they had to close the school. You know, they clearly didn't happen for like centuries and stuff. So they had to have a solution. If not, it was probably just because that was only a movie canon thing and not a book canon thing. And I think that's more so the reason because if we see like, we don't see the, after the fifth movie, we don't see the moving staircases or just the staircases in general again until Deathly Hallows Part 2. And in Deathly Hallows Part 2, it, everything's stable. Um, and there's no, it's like... N- nothing's moving like it's really just the grand staircase that we see that's in the middle of hogwarts um so it could just be that maybe there's some kind of reason that the staircase stopped moving or that's just movie canon but yeah they're your facts all right thanks for the hashtag facts marianne all right moving on to our next owl post the our next owl post is from Ariana Dietrich, 27. Yes. Hey, girl. Yes, we love you. As always. Um, <laughs> so our next couple of outposts are pretty lengthy Um, because people got, like, really into outposts this week, I guess, because it was a free-for-all. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and this one, uh, she says, so the porky at the beginning of the book slash movie four um, had a time for which it was active to get wizards to get to the wizard cup. You know, Mr. Weasley is always telling everyone like, hurry up, hurry up. We're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. Um, but this isn't consistent with the port key in the maze. Cause there's no way lady V or the death eaters could have known what time Harry would have reached the cup. Right. So are there port keys that have larger windows of time or am I reading too much into this? Uh, I got the facts for you again. Whoa. Um, first, and this, yes. First, I want to yes. say that Alexis must be so confused. So confused. As to what is happening. <laughs> because she literally does not know anything. Nothing. But second, and more near and dear to my heart, Ariana said Lady V. Thank you. <laughs> In Thank her comment. So much, Ariana. Keeping up with like, names. My life has, I've peaked. This is the culmination of all of it. I'm done now. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> the facts. Um, 
the facts and it's very simple hashtag facts we're low on the hashtags this season i'm gonna need you to hashtag the facts <laughs> okay okay hashtag facts whoa attack um there's two types of porkies that's very simple so there's two types of porkies you can make you can either have a um a porky that's triggered by time. So it's, um, we've seen this one obviously at the beginning of uh, Goblet of Fire. And we also see this one in Fantastic Beast Crimes of Grindelwald, um, where it's like there's a certain time that you have to be there when the porky goes, and the porky will go at that certain time. And then there's uh, another type of porky that's triggered by touch. So as soon as you touch it, the porky will go to the certain destination, certain location. Um, and I'm sure that the Triwizard Cup had two um, sort of spells or charms or whatever you would call it on that porky where it's that first touch would take you to the cemetery and then that second touch would take you back to um hogwarts nice thank you for the hashtag facts thank you're you welcome. hashtag elizabeth for the hashtag hashtag <laughs> you're welcome okay so our next outpost is from at random pat's pose aka andrin our patron and oh okay i'm gonna like say the question then i'm gonna jump right into it because this is like a sore subject for me (laughs) but we're going to do it uh he asked can wizards cure every muggle illness if so isn't the statute of secrecy extremely selfish imagine them being able to cure cancer and just doing nothing about it In a Pottermore article written by J.K. Rowling in 2015, she writes, a wizard could catch anything a muggle might catch, but he could cure all of it. Oh, God. We we talked about this in hashtag political themes. We did. We did talk about this. We did talk about this in hashtag political themes, but I don't think we had, like, the specific article of, like, her quote as, like, a hashtag fact to pull Mm -hmm. out of. Mm -hmm. Um, We we were speculating a lot in that episode of, like, what it could mean um but after reading this article and after seeing that like anything a muggle can catch a wizard can catch i don't think she was being careful with her words there because i don't think she was thinking of cancer and if she was thinking of cancer and if she's literally wrote a universe in which wizards have the cure for cancer and they're not giving it to people f her like that is so effed up to me like that that can't poss- that can't possibly be it. I just don't think she was taking that into consideration or taking like, you know, all the people born with like these horrid deformities or horrid like things wrong with like their intestines or whatever and the fact that like apparently wizards can cure it all. Like that's messed up that they're not doing something about it. That they they just get to be like the better race and like now they just have to fight like magical diseases. So in the article she talks and says like mm-hmm. yeah, they can cure anything that's muggle related, but anything that's magical related is a lot harder or impossible to cure. So yes. I I just I don't like it. I don't like it if that's if that's fact. Jenny, your thoughts? Um I was going to be like really petty and like throw shade. I was just going to say, like, clearly this woman has the habit of just, like, saying stuff out loud and then, like, not thinking <laughs> about it. So. Mm-hmm. I just I just mm-hmm. don't understand how a woman who puts so much thought and time into this <laughs> very intricate universe and to these very intricate books. Just runs she can her just, mouth. Like, run her mouth. And she just says these things yeah. that 
pisses a lot of people off. Yeah. I mean, so just to dive back into the, I think we named it like political themes and symbolism was the name of the episode. But just so that. Something like that. Yeah. People or something like I don't know what we named the episode. History, I'm symbolism, only, and hashtag bullying. Only a co-host on the podcast. <laughs> so just so that people are aware, we did talk about the fact that maybe um, wizards could cure these things, but it would get a little bit complicated with the statute. Mm-hmm. And we talked about why the statute was a thing in the first place. So if you want to go back and listen to some more of those thoughts, then you're more than welcome. But the more that I think about it, the more it'd be super easy for somebody to transfer that knowledge to somebody like in the muggle world or whatever that could cure the disease they could give them the information and then obliviate whatever parts of it you know into yeah. that something magical was happening or whatever so it's just very interesting that she says stuff i th- i think i mentioned this in the political theme so i'm not gonna get go much into it but i think most of it does have to deal with the international statute of secrecy because yeah. they had very similar situations where witches and wizards were healers for many people back in the day um yeah. but because of everything that went down that was kind of um taken like that that um uh what's the right word for it that uh luxury that's like the wrong word but that like that benefit I think was taken away from everybody. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's an interesting conversation to be had. And I mean, obviously I'll post this. It's definitely, con- it, yeah, it's definitely controversial. So maybe one day when we talk about, when we get talk more about fantastic beasts and the international statute yeah. secrecy in general, it's really funny to like talk about this. Cause I yeah. was telling the girls, um, I don't know if you guys ever like shared it, but I made, I had to make a PowerPoint presentation for some of my family members that are watching Fantastic Beasts for the first time right now. And on Tuesday, watch Crimes of Grindelwald. So part of the presentation was all about um, political themes and international statute of secrecy. So it's very fresh in my mind right now. But yeah, Yeah. that's, I think, I think that's the main reason why. Yeah. I mean, as a, unfortunately, like like, there could have been a scapegoat, but yeah. I guess food for thought. It's interesting to see because she paints wizards, at least in the early days, when they went into the statute of secrecy, they almost seem like kind of an oppressed minority, I guess, right? Because there's mm-hmm. way more muggles than there are magical people, witches and mm-hmm. wizards. So it's really interesting to see that the oppressed group of people has the solution to a lot of the problems that the majority are having and that they're not giving away those solutions. So it's it's really kind of interesting to see how all of those like sociopolitical themes affect what it is that she's saying. Yeah. In this very hypothetical world. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Let's go. Let's, Let's freaking get it. Jenny, can you explain to us like what format we're going to do this, these episodes or episode? So tonight we're going to go ahead and go book by book. This is actually going to be a mini series with Alexis at Bargalart on Instagram. And so tonight we'll be covering the first two books, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And for everybody outside of the U.S., Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. We're going to then move into the second book, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Let's get started. So exciting. Alexis, Alexis, based off of the title. Ooh, yes. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone or, or Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, because there's actually two titles to book one. Slash movie you, one. Slash movie one. Uh, what do you think this story is about? Or do you actually know anything about this first one? Yeah. Okay, I'm about to blow your minds. Oh, oh dang. I read this book. <gasps> Whoa. Whoa. Wait, 
Wait, okay, now, now I'm gonna about to unblow. I'm about to unblow your minds. I don't okay. remember a single thing I read. Awesome. Yes. That's exactly the content we need. You're okay. reliable. <laughs> Always. Um, I'm reliable to be a dummy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I read this book probably oh, five years ago, six years ago. Wow. And so pretty recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah that wasn't too long ago. I was in college. Oh, my God. So okay. we already knew each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I read it at a you point. You hide so many things. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Jenny's, Jenny's got a vendetta. <laughs> you hide so many things from me. How dare you learn friends? <laughs> so if I remember correctly, they were very little, <laughs> right? Yeah. They hopped on a train and went to school for the first time. Okay. Yeah. 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 It, I can't go into more detail because they went to some classes. They learned okay. some stuff. Uh-huh. They were they were small. <laughs> they were small. Wait, based, off, based off the title, can you gleam anything else? From? Stone. So there's this remember anything. You know, there's a thing about Harry Potter. I can't it doesn't stick to my brain. And it's not that I don't like it. I think it's interesting. It's just it does not stick. All the movies I've seen, the one book I read does not stick at all. I literally read this as an adult. Isn't it sad? <laughs> Jenny's crying right now. Crying tears of laughter. <laughs> Aren't I a sad I person? A full blown adult. Like, yeah. I remember that information. I don't know. Okay. So Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone, if that helps you any better. So I'm gonna I'm gonna base this response off of something I know already, and okay. it's not Harry Potter. Um, it's an anime I watched okay. called Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. Oh my. One of my favorite animes. Yeah. She would not yep. shut up about it. Yeah, I love it. And there's uh, something in the in the anime called Philosopher's Stone. So, in in that uh, show, it was a very powerful stone, right? And they use it for alchemy. Oh, okay, you know, okay. That's, that's I'm gonna assume. I'm gonna assume it's something that amplifies wizards' powers if they come across it. Okay, oh, but yeah, okay. You're so that is so close. Though. It's I close. Love that you it's said very that. close. I love that you're bringing a Full Metal Alchemist for two reasons. The first, because it literally almost ruined our friendship. Alexis <laughs> would not shut up about this show, and I sent her a very lengthy text message, and I was like, "You've got to stop talking about this. I have hundreds of unread messages, and I don't want them." I got very upset. But <laughs> hashtag multifandom. This is a true story. It's a true story. And then second, because J.K. Rowling used alchemy as like a huge point of mm -hmm. inspiration for her writing and a lot of stuff in the novels we have broken down and related back to the alchemical process. So it's very interesting that you chose that anime what? to kind of. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Very true. You know more oh. than you think. BS queen. <laughs> Showing off your skills. Yup. Okay. <laughs> so, Broom Chicks, what is this story actually about? Okay. So, it all starts off with, you've guessed it, Harry Potter. 
What? Is, yes. <laughs> yes. It threw us for a loop there. He's, he's the orphan. main character? Yeah, he's an orphan, kind of, because he's living with people. But he is an orphan who lives under the stairs because life sucks. Yeah. And I would just like to let everybody know that I guess this is hashtag multi fandom. I don't know. But um, often I listen to punk rock. <laughs> and, you know, you know all my time off, <laughs> all my time off, I dabble in the punk rock. Dabble. Simple plan. You know, I think it's simple plan. I don't even know. I think oh it is. Yeah. I have that song, you know, I'm just a kid. And life is <laughs> yes. So that song, it just it literally every time that I hear it, I'm like, this is what Harry must have been singing in that broom closet at the bottom or whatever, the cupboard at the bottom of the stairs. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so he lives in a cupboard uh, under the stairs. It's a big deal. <laughs> and he has a horrible, horrible family that he lives with. It's his aunt and his uncle. They're called the Dursleys. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so... You kind of see his life there. They suck. And then all of a sudden, one day, he starts getting letters. There's letters flying through the windows. They're very specific. Yeah. They're like to Harry Potter, like under the stairs. And uh, and then eventually, it drives his um, uncle like nutballs. And they move to a rock in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. And um, this giant dude named Hagrid shows up. And he's like, dude, you're a wizard. And then he goes to wizard school. But first, he goes back to school shopping at this really yes. dope place called Diagon Alley. And it's very important because this, especially in the Leaky Cauldron, is where he finds out, you know, all this information about how his parents really died. Yeah. Um, we uh, He finds out about Voldemort, which you should remember Voldemort. Do you remember who Voldemort is? Of course. Who's Voldemort? I'm testing you. What do you want me to describe? Like his facial features? What, what you know? Like, what do you know? Is Who is Voldemort? What I know about Voldemort? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Not only is he the most powerful wizard to have ever lived. <laughs> oh my God. I, I do remember, remember he tried to kill Harry Potter. Yes. Baby, yes. And yes. failed miserably. Yes. Yes. yes you are Good correct. Job. And he continues to kill, try to kill him. Pretty much. And fails yes. miserably. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he is the he is what we call the Dark Lord, uh, what Jenny called <laughs> Lady V, yes. and he is an evil wizard who tried to like take over the wizarding world at that point, trying to gain power. Um, when Harry was like about a year old, and as he was killing, you know, he killed his parents. That's how we have the whole concept of like, like the like love is magic and like that's why he was protected what we were talking about earlier in the episode um so all of that is explained to him by hagrid you know giant dude while they were back to school shopping um also very important to note we might not get to him today but you still need to know who he is there's a sour patch kid <laughs> named draco um he's an got angel. like and he's not an angel technically but He's an angel in Jenny's eyes and he's like got white hair. And basically what you need to know is that like he's um, Harry's <laughs> arch nemesis. Like here's besides giant, Voldemort. Here's this giant character. Let me describe him for you. He has white hair. <laughs> he has white hair. Like literally the blondest hair ever. He's a little bit of a, of, of a nasty fella. That's why I call him a Sour Patch Kid because he's, he's literally sour. a Sour Patch Kid. He's sour. He's sour. And then, like, very much, like, later, later, way later in the series, he's sweet. 
<laughs> but he's starting way, way later. So he's very much like Sour Patch Kid. But um, like he's all you need to know is that besides Voldemort, Voldemort's like his ma- like Harry's magical like arch nemesis. But this is like his school bully arch nemesis. Um, so this is when he meets Draco, and he's again Sour Patch Kid. Very important to know. So you know, after the the back to school shopping, Harry goes to school. His his aunt and uncle, the the a holes, drop yes. him off. Um, basically leave him like clueless. Yeah, and, just like leave him uh, in the middle of the station. Yeah, he he has this wonderful ticket that's like, hey, you're 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 going to platform nine and three quarters, and Big obviously, deal. huge deal in the fandom. It's a it's a it's a huge deal, platform nine and three quarters, and if you or any of our listeners are aware of King's Cross station or basically any train station, uh, three quarter stations don't exist. <laughs> like three quarter platforms are not a thing. So this poor kid, 11 years old, abandoned in the middle of a very busy place, uh, has to figure out how to get to school. This is and also so- where the theme of incompetent adults begins. Yeah, yeah. basically. Like- why did you abandon an 11 year old that knows nothing about magic to get to school whatever <laughs> so <laughs> he uh thankfully overhears other wizards who have lots of red hair and those are our weasleys um uh, very big important family do you know and... anything about them oh yeah do you know who the weasleys are you should know some no you should you Wrong? You know yes. yes. Good job, Alexis. That was the one you needed to know. Yes. <laughs> Don't yes. ask about anybody else. No. No. There's more? <laughs> yes, okay. there's many more, but we're not going to get to that right now. Okay. I Wait, love that she's like, I wanna, there's I wanna more play a fun like game. the largest family. <laughs> yeah, I want to <laughs> play a fun game with Alexis right now. Oh, Let's go. So there are seven Weasley siblings oh. and mom and dad. Guess their names. Guess their personalities. Oh my god, yes. So you have to go by every single like you have to go by dad, mom, and then like all the siblings, and then you have to and where does Ron fill in to one of the seven siblings? Because Ron's somewhere in there, so you already have one name, and you have to give us the personalities as you tell us their names. How do you, you think know this? Gonna produce, How yeah, are we even gonna we know this? Okay, so you at, got this. at least, at least <laughs> Guess their names. Guess their names and guess the order. I will help you out. Okay. There is only one girl in the seven siblings. <laughs> well, I was about to guess like all seven but him were girls. No. <laughs> <laughs> he sounds well, he just reminds me of someone who has all female siblings. No, nope. and it's literally like the biggest point of contention for him. <laughs> oh. Very yes. big deal. So okay, how about how about this? How about this? Because I don't think that this is really going to work. Why don't we? Why don't we give her the name, and then she tells us what she thinks her personality is. Okay, I could do that. I mean, do that. You can do we're that. Gonna, we're going to be here all night. The girl can't even remember the first book she read it five years ago. <laughs> You're right. All right. All right. So. Let, let's go over the Weasley clan with you because they're very important and people who are dummies to Harry Potter should know about the Weasley clan. Okay. So we got a uh, mom, yep. Molly. Which okay. is probably the first one we do kind Molly. of are introduced to. Molly, so. yes, Molly. She sounds nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pe- <laughs> Perhaps. Yes. Life. 
Okay. Okay. Is that, is that a is that a good assumption? Nice, full of life. Yeah. 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 She is. She is. Um, can you just like give a gander of what she might look like? They all have red hair. I was gonna say red hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe curly, short no. hair. Oh, okay. Okay. I think flashbacks of the movies are coming to you. Oh, really? That's how she looks like? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. yeah. I, like I mean, headband. Probably. She, I think. She probably at some point. Dress. Okay. All right. We got Molly. Uh, she is married to Arthur. Oh. He sounds assertive. <laughs> uh, as you can tell, that's no, a negative. That <laughs> sounds royal. Oh my gosh, wait, hold on. It's so funny. Lawyer. That, wait, it's so funny that you say that his name sounds royal because in our first family the weasley episode we actually talk about how all the weasleys and most of their names are linked to the british royal family yeah oh. Girl, as you well know as like king arthur i and feel that like you made us oh, like like i feel like you know so much i don't know anything i'm just really good I mean, at bsing she, <laughs> she did say that arthur was assertive and most likely a lawyer so so true. definitely nope true. no oh uh yeah so arthur uh he is not assertive he is a uh pushover dad yeah um, for sure but a sweetheart he's nice a, such a sweetheart he's actually obsessed with muggles which are the non-magical people mm -hmm. um he collects like microwaves and hair dryers and he's obsessed with trying to figure out how plugs work and rubber ducks like and I rubber was, ducks like, oh my god airplanes. yes yes yeah so um he's obsessed with us us regular people um but he's actually he's very much a pushover it is uh his wife molly who dominates that household absolutely and he is not um a lawyer his job is actually studying uh muggles muggles and like the their artifacts and the of muggle artifacts yeah so there are uh wizards who like to play pranks on us non-magical people and put spells on the things that we use so he has to track those down um and obviously confiscate them so we don't find out that there's wizards in the world so that's his Gosh. job oh yeah. that's pretty interesting yeah people don't think so it's like his office especially is especially the sour patch kid yeah, especially the sour, the sour patch, patch kid, kid. Mm -mm. does not like him no <laughs> i don't like sour patch kid yeah don't be making assumptions it's only book one <laughs> Well, this is where it okay. all begins. Uh, next is oh my god, who? Why am I forgetting the eldest child? Who Bill. 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 Bill's my favorite. Bill's your favorite. I I love Bill, but it's because I I, I, I want to do a lot of things that Bill does. But yes. Oh, okay. I oh, that's that weird that you said that. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> All right, Bill is the eldest child. Okay. What do you think about Hashtag Bill? Allegedly, let's just throw that out there. It is Bill. Okay, fine. Hashtag fact. <laughs> Bill. Well, the first thing that came to mind was that he was a landscaper. <laughs> like maybe he magically landscapes houses, like Edward Scissorhands, but with spells. 
<laughs> what? Okay. Alexis. But then when Marianne said, like, I want to do the things he does, I thought maybe I should retract my statement. Yes. I don't think she would want to do that. No. <laughs> okay. Oh. I'm okay. going to say he's a shy guy. I mean, we never mm-hmm. see him in the books, so he couldn't be. We do oh, see him in the books. Well, we, not uh, not enough, but we do see Bill in the books. I mean, yeah, but like, okay, whatever. Okay. You got the gist of it. Yes. Um. So uh, Bill <laughs> is not a magical gardener. No, not at all. He's a curse breaker. Yeah, he has a cool oh, job. He's he a very cool job. He works for the wizard Land bank called... Is cool too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. I'm not as cool as curse breaking, in my opinion, but I like landscape. <laughs> he could be a magical landscaper, Jenny. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, he's a curse breaker. He uh, works for a wizard bank called Gringotts. They have their mm-hmm. own bank. They have their own money. Um, and so he works with them and breaks curses so they can get treasures and like I'm sure he creates curses to mm-hmm. help hide the treasures. So that's who he is. Um, he We don't really see him. Um, fun fact, he gets bit by a werewolf at some point. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's he's pretty cool. He's uh, And he, his actor is very hot. Yeah. Very Wait, hot. What, ha- what happened after he got bit by the werewolf? Did he turn into one? No, he, no. he's actually one of the few people we know that got bit but didn't turn into one. Yeah, so oh. apparently... Um, if you're not bit during a full moon or bit during an actual like transition, um, you don't turn into a full werewolf. So the werewolf who bit him bit him while he was still human. Um, oh. So he has like werewolf qualities. So he likes like really rare, rare steak now and like weird things like that. Um, but no, he's not a full werewolf. Yeah. Remember that time that I was on this podcast and I totally confused Bill and Charlie in my mind? Did you do that yeah. again? She yeah. yeah, she did it again, and that's oh why. God. And that's why when she was like, "Wait, allegedly Bill is older," and I'm like, "No, I know who Bill is. Bill is older." I wow. totally fucked it up in my head, and then I was like, "No, you idiot! It's not Charlie and Fleur. It's Bill and Fleur." Anyways, going off of though. going off of what Jenny was saying, I've so- been through a lot. Anyways, Bill gets married in the series. So she's talking about Florida liqueur, which we'll get yeah, to we'll another time later. But There's he does marry her. On. Anyways, moving on to the second child of the Weasleys, we have Charlie. Yes. Charlie. What Charlie. does that bring to mind? Charlie. Um, a Charlie. very old YouTube video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say. I was of hoping that you would because that's always Charlie bit my finger. Yep. So Charlie, that's not nice. Charlie, maybe. Puzz- I hate the first things that come to my mind. No, say I love it. Them. Say, it. say it. You might get it right. I hope you do. I, I definitely won't. Say it. I don't know. Maybe. I feel like maybe he's a wizard who <laughs> can transform into like a unicorn and maybe his horn is the host of all power you're thinking charlie the unicorn <laughs> i like really it, want it i was like oh my god she could get it she could get this she could one get it. i was and gonna be like it. she's gonna say a wizard who can bank and i was just like i was waiting for it who can bank yeah no 
Okay. Nah. 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 He's so Charlie yeah. is a unicorn. No. Charlie uh, is not a unicorn. Um, as far as we know, he can't change himself into a unicorn. Wait, yes. isn't there also a YouTube video from like back in the day? Yes. Okay. Yeah, probably. Charlie the yeah. unicorn? Yes. yes. Early YouTube days. It's like a cartoon or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Um, so our Charlie, Charlie Weasley, is not a unicorn. He is not a YouTuber. Um <laughs> he it, he actually is uh Jenny, you could probably explain what Charlie does better. He works no? at dragons? <laughs> yes, he works at dragons. I yes. Like, I keep I getting like confused you... with the banking and the gringotts and the dragons. Okay, the two of them. I've always since I was a child, I confused them all the time. Anyways, like, I feel like you would marry Charlie. Like I would. And Weasley. that's what I was thinking about when I was talking about Phil. I would, yes. He works with dragons in Romania. Yes, he does. It's all coming oh. back to me now. Well, you'll learn more about that, Alexis, probably when we get to uh, get to Goblet of Fire another day. But yes, Charlie, uh, yeah. Charlie's like the least talked about in the books, um, so unfortunately, for some reason. We don't know. And he's but... the coolest one. Like, I totally think that like he must have like buzzed hair and like he's kind of built, you know, like top heavy, like he's got arms, but his legs mm -hmm. aren't lanky. Like he didn't skip leg day. I have a very specific vision. He's always wearing like a tight T-shirt, you know, but like not mm -hmm. in a gross way. Like he doesn't wear like axe spray. Like it's just tight enough that you could tell that he's built. I just I have a very specific wow. vision. He definitely has an earring. Definitely has an earring. Not going to too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not going to yeah. lie. I started uh, the Harry Potter game again because I'm like so bored right now in quarantine, the Hogwarts mystery game. And mm -hmm. Bill and Charlie both make appearances. And, Does he look uh, anything like what I described? Uh, Charlie, not really. He has shorter hair. I haven't like officially I met him yet, he but he's in our hair. friendships. No, he does not buzz hair. It's kind of like... um like uh like a skater boy but not that like the long skater boy it's kind of like, like the kind of long yeah like zach efron oh, kind of like swoop efron. deal yeah i haven't met him officially yet in the game but he's in my friendships like column or whatever uh, okay. hmm. so we'll see all right so that's charlie in a nutshell we don't know much about him yeah um next is percy mm. percy percy, percy. Sounds a little wimpy. <laughs> Keep going. We like to hear this. <laughs> Maybe he is the black sheep of the family. Incredibly accurate. Really? Yeah. Uh, maybe he likes classical music. I feel like he would be the one to like classical music. That's not, I don't well, want to think that's wrong. Honestly, Alexis, you have been the most spot on with Percy. All yeah. right. Yeah, for uh, sure. He is the least like sibling among the fandom. Um, he's kind because of like he's a, the worst. He's the worst. He's a know-it-all. Yeah. He's a jerk. Um, he is very wimpy. Like he, he, he just wants, he's like one of those like just wanting like political gains type of people and like will do anything he can to get to where he wants to. and hides behind that and hides behind like all those facades just to get his like political way even like undermining his own family um we'll get into that when we get there uh in later books but yeah he's very wimpy he probably does listen to classical music um he's 
uh, which is not a bad thing, but you know, like no. he would be the type. He, well, he probably the doesn't. Type. They don't listen to like Muggle music, like wizard, wizard classical music. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I would say you you're pretty spot on there. All right, All next, right. please present uh, it together. Yeah, oh, of course. Next is a twofer. We got oh. we got twins for you. <gasps> we got Fred and George. Okay, these sound familiar. They have to sound familiar. I mean, you did, you did read. Yes, the <laughs> they are funny. Yeah, they're funny. Um, I I'm gonna guess that. They have different personalities because twins usually do. Maybe okay. one, they're both funny, but in different ways. Okay. And I feel like they play rugby. <laughs> that's not that's not too far out. That's okay. not too far you out. Are you are lying to me right now. No, I'm not lying to you. They play Quidditch. Yeah, they they yeah. do. They play the wizard sport Quidditch, which is wait. Do you like... know what Quidditch is? Yeah. Aww. Yeah. So I think we went over it in the last episode. That would have been really well. I mean, she read the book and she can't remember. Who knows if she can remember what we talked about in the last episode? Hardly. I gotta admit. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> yeah, Fred and George are the funny ones. Um, they're the pranksters. They're the jokesters. We mm. actually don't really get to know their different personalities. I'm sure they do have different personalities, mm -hmm. but they're always presented together. So we yeah. don't really know. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, they are. If I jokers. went to school with Fred and George, we would have been best friends. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty great. If I'm not yeah. mistaken too, like the whole rugby situation, I think you're pretty spot on because I'm, if I'm not mistaken, they were both beaters on the Quidditch team, which means they that were. like it's the roughest kind of position that you have on the team. Like oh, they yeah. really, they really had to like get in there and like bust out with like bats. They had to bust balls everywhere. That could be taken oh, so right. wrong. But like you get what I'm saying. This is a family <laughs> podcast. You know what? No. You were the one to take it that way. But anyways, it, it's a very rough no, sport. Quidditch you in literally said it sounded bad after it came out of your mouth. Because you oh. all gave me faces. You gave me faces. It's no, fine. Whatever. She, gave you nope. she couldn't give me a face. I don't but even anyway. know what fucking balls means. Oh, I just I just live fact checked myself. But yes, they were beaters. Yeah, I told yes, you. Yes, they are facts. beaters. Hello? Yeah, I but I needed to fact check myself. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I was fact checking you guys before you even said anything. <laughs> Whatever, bro. It's fine. Okay. Uh, next in line is Ron. So you know Ron. Um, what do you know about Ron? Oh yeah. From what I remember. He likes food, and I like food. Yeah, I like spiders, and I do not like spiders. Yeah, oh, yes. Okay, yeah, that's okay. Remember, yeah. personality-wise, you guys are like this. Mm. I'm obsessed with him. So yeah. you're obsessed with me? Yeah. <laughs> this is not new information, though. This is not new information. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then lastly but not least, we have the only female, Ginny. Ginevra. Aww. Ginevra is her full name. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. So when you said Ginny, I was like, oh, and when you said Ginevra, I'm like, oh, this is a different person. <laughs> okay. We only really know her as Ginny. I think they mentioned her full name once. Yeah. Wow. This just changed my view. Ginevra sounds like a little snotty. 
um, a bit of a know-it-all. Go back to Jenny. What do you? Th- what, yeah, when we say Jenny, what do you think? Jenny, you need to Jenny. think Jenny. You're thinking okay. Percy right now. <laughs> oh dang, Ginevra threw me off. No, no, Jenny, <laughs> Jenny, Jenny. Jenny sounds nice. Like she bakes cakes and brownies, and she decorates them. She doesn't just give them to you. She she draws little things on them to make them look nice. That's and personalizes them for every party. That is so sweet. That's not Ginny Weasley, though. <laughs> in the world. That's like that. Uh, but, uh, so Ginny, she is a very strong woman. Um, she's not one to like bake cakes and stuff. She's actually a very hey! good. Hey, what? I, am I a strong woman? I've baked cakes. Well, okay. What is that? What cake baking can be strong? She doesn't. We don't ever see her baking cakes. Therefore, we have to assume. But she's not like the personality type that she's describing of like a Molly, like her mom, where like she's a like you know she's more of a housewife. You know she likes to do that stuff. Like like that's not Jenny. I don't like your assumptions over there. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Anyways. So Ginny is a very strong woman. When we first meet her, though, she's actually hella obsessed with Harry Potter. She has a celebrity crush on him. Um, she ends up marrying him. Oh. Spoiler yeah, alert. I know, right? Gold. The fan that wins. The fan that lives. The fan that lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Damn, God. we should have we should have named the Ginny episode that. The fan who <laughs> lives. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, but yeah, she's actually pretty cool. She's actually really good at Quidditch too. She becomes a professional player. Um, yeah, and she's just overall a really cool chick. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so that's the Weasleys. Um, we don't immediately meet them at this point, but you should definitely know all of them because eventually they will become important some way, somehow. So, okay. Well, basically, the way we meet them is Harry overhears his mom, uh, Molly. Not his mom, uh, Ron's mom. Uh, Molly saying like, oh, "Let's go to platform nine and three quarters, everyone." That's a terrible Molly accent. That's not real. Um, and <laughs> I'm mad she at sounds right much now. nicer than that. Yeah. Like she's <laughs> super nice. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like well, I was gonna. Oh, have that's that. not my mom. I'm not that's gonna not my mom. Let's go to platform <laughs> nine and three quarters. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. You're terrified. Okay. As a person a who has a child, you should really think these things through. That was scary. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. So Harry overhears this, and he's like, oh, obviously, they're going where I'm going. So Harry, this poor little 11-year-old, now has to go up to a bunch of strangers and be like, uh, can you help me get onto the platform? They do help him get onto the platform, which is basically you have to run into a wall. And you have to like trust that something's <laughs> gonna happen. <laughs> oh, with all my so trust you... issues, I would have never made it onto the train. No, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I would be screaming while going through the wall. <laughs> yeah. And the tricky part about this is you have to run to a into this wall while like no one is really noticing that you're running towards a wall do you know that that has always been the most like unbelievable part for me out of this whole wizarding world i'm like there's no way that you're running through a london train station and no one is watching you (laughs) probably true it's just unbelievable (laughs) 
Yeah. The magic is one thing. The running is another. Yeah. That's very true. Um, but yeah, so you run into this wall and then you magically appear on the other side of this wall to the platform nine and three quarters where you see the Hogwarts train. They board the train and this is when Harry meets Potter Pal numero uno. Run. <laughs> Run. They meet yeah. on the train. Um, and then if you really want to hear a reenactment of oh uh, my God. a theme in this uh, book and movie, go ahead and listen to our very first episode in which I reenact this whole scene uh, where they meet uh, Potter Pal number two, Hermione Granger. Yeah. Do you remember Hermione, Alexis? Do you know who you're talking about? Yeah. What can you tell us about Hermione? Emma Watson. Emma Watson. <laughs> Honestly, yes. T. <laughs> Emma Watson. Emma Watson is Hermione Granger. And that's that. <laughs> I know she's very smart. Yeah. yeah. And she knows everything. Yeah. And she wants people to know she knows everything. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. She got curly oh, hair. Yeah, got she's got curly got hair. hair. Yeah, she does. Oh, my God. Yeah, she does. If you guys want to hear me and Marianne rant about how Hermione has curly hair, go ahead and go onto our social media and listen to our current mini series called Witchcraft. Witchcraft with, with the Broomsticks. And so we talk about different hot topics that get us heated, random things in Harry Potter. And our latest episode is all about Hermione's hair. So go yeah. take a listen or yeah. go watch it. You get to actually see us for once crazy all the extra time that we've got in this quarantine man i know <laughs> amazing so he heads to a magical school called hogwarts best name ever don't know how she came up with it and basically there you get sorted into like a house so think of it i guess like when you go to college you're like a liberal arts major or a science major or i don't know whatever mm -hmm. so uh basically there's four houses there's ravenclaw Hufflepuff, Slytherin, and Gryffindor. Do you know anything about these houses? I mean, we know that you're a Hufflepuff. Yeah. So tell us but, about first what your what do you know about your house? Um, we like food. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I have a little bit more. I think I can actually answer these questions. Wow. We're excited. Tell us. Okay, Hufflepuffs are loyal, kind, friendly. Yeah. You wow. You look so pure as you're saying. And just yeah. overall cool people, I think. And yeah. I, I, I hear a lot of people talk smack about Hufflepuffs, and I don't think it's fair. True. Yeah. Absolutely true. Puffs. Welcome to the fandom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. What, what about, about Ravenclaw? Yeah, what about Ravenclaw? Ravenclaw. Okay, that's the house I thought I was. Ooh, oh, okay. I hear that too. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, well, I don't like books and they like books, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't really read too much, but they do, they are creative. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, very witty. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty much what I got <laughs> for them. How about Slytherin? They're slithery people. <laughs> Okay. What does that on. mean? No, they're, not, they're not snakes. They're not bad. They Slithery just, people. They're ambitious. Amazing. I'm dead. That, no, that's yeah. Slytherin. They're Slithery people. Hey! 
Oh my yeah. god, we're making a lot of assumptions today. Jesus. There are a lot they are a lot of assumptions. Okay. But more importantly, what do you think about Gryffindors? Um Gryffindor well that's like the the house that's most talked about, so Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Kinda, you know, cliche, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> they're um they're yeah, brave. Yeah. Yes. That's, right, that's my actually, door is coming out. Great to have. Uh-huh. I am not brave. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Brave. Um, I guess they're outgoing and bold, and I'm literally trying to remember the words that were on my quiz when I took the Pottermore. <laughs> She's like, mm, I'm gonna take out the thesaurus. Look up all the synonyms for bold and brave. (laughs) All right, you did actually. You did pretty good. Yeah, you did. You did very good for all of them, honestly. That's because you're our friend and we've drilled it into you by this point. Yeah. 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 I think I can actually sort people. I feel like this episode is filled with like dirty euphemisms. So after (laughs) Harry gets sorted, which he's a Gryffindor, by the way. Uh, enter McGonagall. We call her McG sometimes, mostly yeah. in her notes. Uh, but she is the professor there, and she is the head of Gryffindor House. So think of her as like a dean. Mm-hmm. And then we also meet at the ceremony Dumbledore. He's the headmaster, so the principal of Hogwarts. Do you know anything about either of these people? Oh. You said Dumbledore and McGee? McGee, McGonagall, yeah. McGonagall. I have a faint memory of McGonagall, and this is only because recently, before quarantine, when we were at Elizabeth's house, we were watching one of the movies, and she turned into a cat. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's all I got for her. Okay. 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 That's good. Okay. Good. That's, that's good. That's the and first movie. Dumbledore. Ooh. Dumbledore. I like him in Fantastic Beast. Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> Jude Law. Jude Law. I love how that's what you remember. Of <laughs> everything. I approve. That is- and in the other movies, he's old. Yes. Yes. He is wild. He seems wise. It's funny yeah. when I hear you guys talk, well, especially Jenny talk badly about Dumbledore. <laughs> I always thought he was a very sweet person Me as an too. assumption. Me too. As an assumption. I, th- I did too, and then I grew up. Oh, oh I see. Yeah. yeah. And I learned oh. a lot about people and how they operate. Still a child. Yeah. No, no, no. We'll teach you the ways. <laughs> Alexis, if you remember in our last episode, that is uh, Dumbledore is the person that uh, we felt was the most powerful wizard of his yes. time. Oh, yeah. Not Voldemort, not Lady V. That Darn. is the incorrect answer from oh. earlier. Um, it's just, it's so funny that you mentioned Jude Law because, wow, what a time to be alive. We wow, what a time to be alive. <laughs> we started recording this podcast when Elizabeth was still pregnant and Fantastic Beast was like very much a thing that was new and like just happening. The second one, the crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah. And, um, and so that's where we meet young Dumbledore. And or well, not young Dumbledore because technically there's a younger version than Jude Law. 
whatever, bro. We meet Jude Law Dumbledore. Yes. Forty five year old. We started recording this podcast and we actually never released those episodes, but we went on like a whole tangent about how perfect Jude Law was. And uh, oh, we made real. Elizabeth watch a romantic comedy starring him. And it the was holiday. Yes, it's called The Holiday, and it was supposed to be, like, the flagship series of our podcast, and then we never released those episodes. Well, because Elizabeth <laughs> gave birth and gave us the most beautiful human being ever. Aww, so, yeah. you're very welcome. Aww. But one day we will release those, and you will see the deep obsession that me and Marianne have for Jude Law. <laughs> oh, my God. So much love for that man. Oh, I can't God. wait. He's oh. perfect. So, after we meet these people, we also meet Snape. Severus. Snape. Uh, he's the professor um, of potions and he is the head of house which again is like the dean of Slytherin house. Tell us about Snape Alexis. Yes. Use your context clues. Snape rhymes with snake. Slytherin. Right? I could have oh. guessed that without anything. Dang. Crack, nice. Crack the code. Beautiful. I'm just trying to BS my way through you know. <laughs> And he has slick, some would say greasy black hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, we remember. And I don't know much about him other than what he looks like. And he seems a little sassy. <laughs> he is very sassy. You are correct. Yeah, he is. Very sarcastic. Mm -hmm. Very sarcastic. Okay. Wow, nice. That's you gonna never be smiled. like a huge point of achievement for us because Snape is like super involved, like super mm. involved. But the fact that she was like Snape, Snake, that was that was right there. It sounds quality. like it sounds like what J.K. Rowling said as she's sitting at her writing desk. She's like, she was I like, know exactly what to name this guy. Yes, <laughs> he's a This letter, boom, done. Vibe check. <laughs> I'm about to uncover all her secrets. I'm just really excited to get like out of the first book because I'm really just trying to give you the basics and then it's going to be like a whole like <sighs> shift. It's going to be like, well, oh. let me tell you what Snape was busy doing while Fulanito was doing XYZ. Fulanito is like that other person in <laughs> Spanish, but whatever. Oh, so oh, we find man. out at the beginning of oh. this book yes. that a certain floor... It's going to get real. So we find out... That a certain floor of Hogwarts is like super off limits. You can't go in there. And um, and then Harry goes in there. By accident, <laughs> I may I may add. But he does go in there. Um, and then shenanigans ensue. Oh my god, we completely forgot to introduce Quirrell. Oh yeah. I mean, we could we could just save that for later, but like why not? Let's dive into I the... put him at the bottom. Yeah, because honestly, like, we don't talk about Quirrell. <laughs> and, or, and when I say we, I say it, like, for Jenny. Like, Ravenclaws don't like talking about Quirrell. But because... anyways, uh, background for Alexis. Quirrell is our defense against the dark arts professor. Um, and he wears a turban. Yeah. He wears a turban. And so what do you think, Alexis? That's the only thing that you have to say. That's the only thing you're telling me? Yep. <laughs> That's the only thing I'm telling you. Listen, she gave you she gave you less for the Weasleys, and you got it, so. That is true. true. Okay, so when you said quarrel, my mind immediately jumped to the rhymes. 
and I thought squirrel. <laughs> yeah. So maybe he has buck teeth. <laughs> and his defense against the dark arts is chopping away at the darkness. <laughs> what? No. I wish, honestly, I think that's better writing. (laughs) What what was JK thinking? Like, oh, wow. A missed opportunity. I thought that Alexis was going to be like, quirrel, squirrel, he's squirrely, you know? And I was going to be like, yeah, he is. And then she brought up the teeth. (laughs) (laughs) And chopping away at the uh, the dark arts. I like that he was chopping away. No, he embraced the dark arts real Very heavily. Much. <laughs> but we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh. So. Okay. <laughs> well, you do need to know he's a very, like, shy, nervous person. Or at least that's how he's introduced to us. Yeah. He's, he's, okay. he's like a stutterer. People are always wondering, like, how do you defend against the dark arts? You can barely, you look at a spider and you want to cry. You look at a vampire and you run away. I feel like that was targeted at Alexis. Yeah, I, I feel him. I get it. <laughs> I get it. So he's just who- overall not a brave dude. Yeah, no. Okay. That, or at least that's how he showed to us. Yeah. Okay. So a part of the shenanigans that happens, you know, there a lot of stuff happens on Halloween. You can, it's kind of like a trend throughout the series. Um, but going off of Professor Quirrell, he finds a troll in the dungeon. Troll in, in the, the dungeon. <laughs> Literally just like that. <laughs> and because of that, like, Hermione was kind of getting bullied by like Harry and Ron, which wasn't really nice. Well, okay. not really Harry. It was just Ron. I was okay, just Ron. I was just I was trying to be nice because it's Ron, but whatever. No, I'm glad that we put in the facts. We are being accountable. It was Ron. So Ron was bullying Hermione, and Hermione was sad. So she went to the bathroom, uh, and like was crying over there. And the troll went to the bathroom while she was in the bathroom. And then Harry and Ron felt bad and guilty. And so they went to go save her. And they did. And they did. And so the friendship of a lifetime was born. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, the rest of the year, weird things start happening at Hogwarts. They stumble upon the floor that's forbidden. And on that forbidden floor is actually like a three-headed dog. Named Fluffy. Named Fluffy. And they're like, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, yes. We are not joking about this. His no, name is indeed oh. Fluffy. His you know is- that you read this, right? Dude, I don't remember that. You know that you read this. When you said three-headed dog, I was thinking of like the mythology, like Cerberus. It's going to be a really dominating My name. God, this is so funny that you say that because it was based off Cerberus. Yeah. I had to have Oh what God. other three-headed dog is there? Oh, yeah. That's very true. That is very anyways, true. Uh, Cerberus and Fluffy. <laughs> Fluffy is also from Greece, just in case you wanted to know. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, Fluffy is now in that forbidden floor. They're like, why the heck is there a three-headed dog on the forbidden floor? They figure out he's guarding something. And basically, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Hermione's the one who actually, instead of looking at the dog's three heads that were growling at them, she looks at their feet and realizes that he's standing on a trap door. Yeah, or like a little door. 
So yeah, they figure out that he's hiding something and they're like, oh my God, what is Hogwarts hiding? They're very... Um, uh, chismoso. Chismoso, yes. That's they're incremetido is what they are, which yes. means that they're always sticking their nose in business that does not belong to them. Yes. Very nosy 11-year-olds. They're very, very, very nosy. And so basically the rest of the year, they're trying to figure out what this dog is hiding. They figure out that uh, he's hiding or probably wait, 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 wait. oh what does alexis think that the dog is hiding oh yeah let's go there what do i think the dog's hiding yeah, yeah. what's he oh. hiding maybe a forbidden creature that was brought back to life from ancient times what is i, I think you're a book early i think you're like dinosaurs like jurassic park <laughs> Yeah, you're pretty nope. So, uh, in a book called Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, or Philosopher's Stone, he's hiding a dinosaur. Uh <laughs> yes. Oh, God. It's the stone. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. There we yes. go. Do you think that this is what Hermione felt oh, like, fuck. like talking to Ron all the time? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Ron's Maybe. like, yeah, it's definitely a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the better option. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna get this dog to guard the dinosaur <laughs> downstairs. So yes, uh, the the dog is guarding the stone, and the stone is very important because the stone has very important qualities to it. Mm -hmm. So you were kind of like onto it, where like it's an alchemical stone, but it has like two specific qualities that are, like are frequently pointed out to us. One is like whoever has has the stone um can turn things into gold so you mm. automatically become like very rich when you have the stone and also the stone provides you the elixir of life and this is the most important one the elixir of life literally means as long as you drink it you live forever i mean yeah. it's only important if you want to live forever if you just want money i meant like important for the story <laughs> oh okay <laughs> yeah i was and like i'm gonna just take my money and go Yes. So yeah. for the story, it's really important because when Voldemort tried to kill Harry, like he didn't die, but like it was like he was blasted from his body and his soul remained like floating around the earth. And yes. so he's hoping that by getting this sorcerer's stone, he will be able to drink the elixir of life and come back to life, come back to full power, kill Harry Potter and rule the world. Yeah. Basically, until yeah. this point, he was like drinking unicorn blood, which is like super sacred in order to like, like kind of like Charlie thrive. Charlie the unicorn. From Charlie oh, the unicorn. Oh, Charlie the unicorn. Not that far off. Yeah. Not very. Yeah, not far off. But that's yeah, you not far nice. off. Yeah. Ron's brother turns into a unicorn, is wandering the forest. Voldemort finds him, starts <laughs> drinking his blood. It's a whole thing. Yeah. You made me believe it. You're welcome. <laughs> Gotta say for the dummies that are listening, Charlie, there's no Charlie the Unicorn. I <laughs> uh, don't want anyone confused out there going around like, hey, it's canon that there's Charlie the Unicorn and he got killed by know. Voldemort. There like was no Charlie the Unicorn. None of our Potter for Dummies episode have really been for dummies. It's it's fine. We never know, man. We never know. Um, uh, yeah, so that's what they're guarding. The kids 
uh, find out that he's guarding that. And now it's become their mission to let everyone know that someone's trying to steal the stone. They think it's Snape because Snape, as you said, is very greasy and he seems like a snake. Um, so they're assuming that Snape is going after it for some reason. Yeah. Uh, so they decide to go after Snape when none of the adults listen to them. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) And so they face the three headed dog. They get past the three headed dog. And then there's like a whole series of like encounters to get to the stone. Mm -hmm. There's like chess pieces that are like lifelike and moving. Ron almost dies. Like Harry had to like fly on a broom and grab a key and like use that key to open the door. Like several potions they had to get through. One of them could kill him. Yeah. So there's like several tasks that they had to get through in order to like reach the end. Yeah. Kind of. And it's pretty cool that a bunch of 11-year-olds figured out these tasks. It just means that the stone wasn't very well guarded, that the <laughs> fact that 11-year-olds can figure this out. It's very realistic. <laughs> um, but anyway, so they get through to the end, but only Harry Potter really is the one who makes it all the way to the end. Ron is knocked out during the chess game. Hermione stays back to make sure Ron is okay. So Harry is faced alone with a grown adult, but the grown adult Who is, is it? Not- who is it, Alexis? Who is it? The grown ad- what? Who's the yeah. grown adult that he so encounters? He finally makes he it to the counters? room where the stone is supposed to be. He finally makes it, and there's already somebody there. Oh, who is who's it? there? Ah, uh, it's one of the people that we introduced. Dumbledore. No, not Dumbledore. <laughs> but Dumbledore's behind everything. You would think, right? You're right. You're not necessarily wrong, but he is Amazing. not here. Think of is it, it Voldemort. Close. Um, kind of. Is it Snape? No. 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 So they think. Guys, I don't know anybody else. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to help you. Uh, so they think it was Snape, but then lo and behold, they Harry Potter sees a turban. Oh. So it is <laughs> oh. none other than our stuttering p- Professor Quirrell. Professor Quirrell. Whoa, huge shock. Oh, my God. How is this guy who's like a little squirrel, weasel, whatever? How is he here? The tea, sis. That's the tea. Um, And so he discovers that it's Quirrell that's been wanting the stone. Mm -hmm. And he's like, why does Quirrell want the stone? Why does Quirrell want the stone? And then Harry hears a voice whispering. And Harry's like, and the voice is like, let me see him. Let me talk to him. And Harry's like, what the fuck? There's no one else in this room. Whoa, you did a curse. Can I we did. Can we be, I've been holding curse words. Expletives? I've been holding curse words all night. This episode would be so much better if we could curse. Come on, Elizabeth. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yes. All right. We it's have been unleashed. Yeah. Dang it. I was holding some good ass curse words earlier. Me too. This would have been so good if we could freaking curse. Ugh. It's the only way to gossip. All right, go. (laughs) Back to the tea. Broom Jigs unleashed. An hour in. An hour in. uh, This guy wants to uh, see Harry. So, fucking creeper. Where's this guy? There's literally no one else in this room. This is a very barren room. It is just Harry, Coral, and a mirror. That's it. Basically, yeah. This room. And so, all of a sudden, Coral starts undoing his turban, and um, there's someone on the back of his head. And that someone 
is Voldemort. Yeah. Um, so Voldemort was acting like a parasite and latching onto Quirrell so he can have like a host body. Um, but yeah, so there's Voldemort there. And so basically this whole thing ensues. Harry has to look into the mirror and he magically gets the stone. In his pocket. In his pocket. But then Voldemort knows it's in his pocket. And so Quirrell comes after him. He's going to kill him. But because, remember, love. Love is important, you guys. Because Harry's protected by love by his mother. Because mothers rule. Yeah. <laughs> Harry defends himself and touches Quirrell. He doesn't use his wand. A wand no. for an 11-year-old is useless against an adult. He just touches him like, ah, oh, get away from me. His but, face, like on his face. He's like, ugh. I don't know if that's canon or if that's movie canon, but it ha it's important. Touching Whatever, guy. He's touching him. <laughs> he's touching him, and when he touches him, he starts burning his skin. Um, <laughs> And so Harry realizes that him touching Quirrell causes him pain, so he starts touching him everywhere. That sounds so... <laughs> Oh god. Hey, hey. Oh man. Uh, Anyways, so this is the most metal part of Harry Potter, like the whole series. Yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> Harry touches him enough. No. 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 Um, no. His entire body basically burns. Yeah, it and catches on fire. Has anyone ever touched you? Your body catches on fire? Mm. Mm. No. No. If my students listen to this. No. <laughs> Marianne's gonna get fired. <laughs> um, oh, man. Basically, anyways, Harry kills Quirrell. That's just, why this is the most metal, because Harry no. just murdered somebody. He just murdered someone. And basically. literally no one questions it. They're like, yo, Harry, we're super happy that you made it out of there alive, bro. Thanks for killing that dude. It was a problem. Yep. Like, what? Poor guy. Yeah. Well, yeah, really. He dies. Uh, Voldemort gets away. And therefore, we have the end of book one. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Well, so that is. That is the first Harry Potter story. You know, honestly, really reading this as children, like, is that why I'm so aggressive? Because I was just like, yeah, Harry, murder that dude. It's fine. <laughs> We're cool. <laughs> he was trying to come after you, bro. Just touch him until he dies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's going to be my vows at marriage. <laughs> <laughs> It's the broom chicks unleashed. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Alexis. Alexis. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh no. This is where you come in. Do you have any questions about the story? No, I followed it pretty well. Like I was hearing it for the very first time. <laughs> wow. I'm Not so like you right. haven't seen the movie or read the book before. At all. Just like that. Just like that. Yes. Everything, everything was a shocker. Everything. everything. She did audibly like, <gasps> when we said that. I, I think it was when Voldemort <laughs> was being unwrapped. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, man. Um, amazing. Amazing. So that's it for our friend Quirrell here? Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's like, it. He died. Like, he's gone. Yeah, once you get murdered, you're done. Yeah. I don't know. You know, maybe... <laughs> 
you can be brought back. No, yeah, like Alexis is not actually wrong there. Uh, no, not really. You can be brought back, kind of, but like kind of. You're like a like a ghost of yourself. Oh, there's you like get it? ghost because dead. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, I'm not sure if that was a joke or if that was for real. No, there's no, an actual ghost. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but there's also other ways that like you can kind of come back. But we're not gonna get there today. Yeah. No. All right. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. So what was your favorite part of book one? Ooh. Was it Harry touching I... his teacher? <laughs> oh that's really bad. <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. <laughs> I like that last part. The what? I like the last part that the getting to the stone oh wow. like all the trials yeah. And, stuff. yeah and that it was not who i expected hey it's a little plot twist it's very exciting very exciting fun all right oh. so i guess we can move on into harry potter and the chamber of secrets oh yes all right so alexis what do you know about book two okay this time they're hiding the dinosaur yes <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not wrong there. No, you're not. Wrong. I know. I know what they're hiding actually, because that's the only thing I know about this one. Do you remember what it's jump. called? No. I we just said it. Just talked about it tonight. A hairy creature of Satan. No. <laughs> it starts. You mentioned it in the well, last on, episode too. I want to clarify for everybody listening that the hairy creature of Satan. She is referring to spiders because Alexis is afraid of spiders. <laughs> and I felt that like that needed to be clarified. <laughs> Pro yeah, I think I think it did need to be clarified. <laughs> because I mean, like, I know that it's broom chicks unleashed, but let's relax, everybody. Okay, Anyways. So what are we hiding in the chamber of secrets? Oh, you want me to name the yet spider? We no I know you mentioned it. We, we did we, mention I, it. You think it's a spider? It's not the spider? No, I it was spider. it's not a spider. No. You literally defined this. Oh, it's the basilisk. There yes. you go. Good job. That's why we think it's funny that you keep saying dinosaur. Oh, I guess that's close. Yeah. It is very I mean, close. Not, not, not too not, close, no, but very close. Not really, no. But it's much closer know. than a hairy creature of Satan. I mean, really, like, if there was a chicken in the Chamber of Secrets, that'd be a different story. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, Oof. this is why, like, you hear a lot of, like, jokes on the internet of, you know, slithering into your Chamber of Secrets. You know, that's people do those dirty jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Come from there. I like them. I heard them. Listen. <laughs> hey, we're too far. Unleashed. We're too far. Move <laughs> chicks unleashed. We're too, we're too far. <laughs> okay. Well... <laughs> Do you have, I mean, other than, like, the big basilisk, is there, like, anything, anything else, else? the story is about? I saw this movie one time a long time ago. And remember, nothing sticks. Okay. I just remember the spider. Okay, so they guard. They guard the chamber. No. No? Oh, well, man. Well, we'll never get to the get spiders. There. But they are in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I, Wow. We've got spiders. There's a reason that there is a chamber yes. of secrets. Uh -huh. And I assume they have to get to it because the basilisk 
has venom that perhaps helps cure hmm. <laughs> a no okay <laughs> i'm really trying here not to laugh <laughs> looking at elizabeth like skirtaddle back skirtaddle you said cure all right so let's just let's just get into it harry's back in action i mean it is mm-hmm. his book He's minding his own business in his bedroom, pretending that he doesn't exist. And uh, in enters Dobby. Dobby is a magical creature. Dobby! Um, I kind of almost want you yeah. to guess, but I, I, feel, I feel like you're never going to guess. He's a house elf. Uh, house elves do stuff. I knew that one. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey. I've ruined it. I, I stole the magic. You're making me look like a dummy on purpose. She's not a complete tummy. <laughs> she literally read the book within the last decade and can't remember anything. Anyways, <laughs> he's a house elf, and uh, we'll just we'll get to that later in the in the other books because I don't have time right now. So he basically tells Harry that he can't go back to Hogwarts, but Harry Potter pisses me the fuck off in this scene. Because Dobby's like, listen, bro, you can't go back to Hogwarts. And Harry's like, I'm going to have to go back to Hogwarts. And Dobby's like, you better shut the fuck up. Because if you go back, bad things are going to happen. And I'm not having that because you're a good go, like a good guy. And so instead of Harry being like a smart little cookie, he's like, I can't lie to you, Dobby. Like, I'm definitely going to go back. It's where I belong. And as like a 12 year old or however the fuck old I was when I read this book, I was like, shut the fuck up and tell the elf that you're not going to go back to Hogwarts and then just go. Like, what is he going to do? So it just really makes me upset that he's like, yeah, Dobby, it's my home. But whatever. So Dobby causes like a bunch of problems for him at his house. There's like a really important meeting going on downstairs with his uncle. And Dobby is like throwing cakes around the house. It's a problem. And so, which I feel like would really offend Alexis because that's a waste of food. I am offended. <laughs> but basically, and this is where I have issues with the storyline. But basically, Dobby's like, I'm going to throw this cake at some woman. And then immediately the Ministry of Magic is like, you've performed magic and you're not in school. That's against the law, mister. You're like grounded, essentially. Right. And so what bothers me here is that these people are tracking like literally everything, but they can't tell that the magic came from somebody else. Like Harry never performed any magic. But it bothered <laughs> that, no. that, that, That's like a Harry Potter fandom question there, Jenny. It just, it's just, it really, it, I understand yeah. that, but it just really bothers me. <laughs> and if you're going to be inducted into the phantom, then you have to be mad about it too. <laughs> I'm pissed. Thank yes. you. Thank you. <laughs> but whatever. So some stuff happens there. You'll you'll get to it later when you're like a real Potter head. And um, I just want you to remember that they have a government. Like, I'm not going to explain the Ministry of Magic to you right now. But just remember that they have their own government. Can you do that? Yeah. Okay. So... Eventually, Harry is picked up by his pal, Ron, and his two brothers, Fred and George, who you who you know now. And they, like, bust him out. The twins. Yeah, the twins. Yes. 
And they bust him out of his room because, for whatever reason, his uncle was like, you're fucking crazy. I hate you. You're the worst. Oh, it was for the cake throwing. And he put bars on Harry's window so that he couldn't, like, leave. Or I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the point of bars was. Like, was Harry going to jump out of the second story window? But whatever. So they pull the bars off of Harry's, like, room window and break them out. They're in a flying car, yeah. by the way. I think that's the important. flying car was enchanted by the dad. Do you remember the dad's name? <gasps> Arthur. Yeah! yeah. So that's where they got the car. Yes. Okay. Okay. So he's basically broken out of his little prison with the Dursleys. And uh, and he heads to Ron's family home. It has a name because they're fancy Ooh. like that. Uh, it's called The Burrow. And that's where he first meets, like, well, Molly, we already met kind of in the first book, but that's where we first meet Arthur. And Ginny was also kind of in the first book, but we really get to see more of Ginny here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, here he spends, like, the rest of the summer with, like, Ron and his, his bestie, you know, his bestie's family, summer of his life, right? Um, uh, there's, they go back shopping for school supplies there's this thing called flu powder where you like step into a fire and it transports you to another fireplace um it sounds less dangerous it like like, it is less dangerous than it is like so hard to explain without like going into every single detail yeah it's hard i know that's okay but anyways uh it just so you understand uh whatever they step into fires and they show up at their back to school shopping mm-hmm. harry says the wrong name so he ends up in a dark scary place and that's where he, he... says it with a funny accent diagonally diagonally because <laughs> apparently for this like flu it's called flu powder for this thing to work you have to speak very clearly of where you're going but you also have to speak clearly while you're standing in a fireplace with like soot and all that stuff going into your lungs so I don't blame oh. Harry, but he says, instead of saying diagonally, he says diagonally. <laughs> and it takes him to this really <laughs> scary place that's connected to Diagon Alley called Nocturne Alley. And that's where all the evil wizards romp. Um, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, you're not wrong. Who says romp? <laughs> <laughs> it's a dark alley. People do shady stuff there. Mm-hmm. And that's when he finds out that uh, Sour Patch Kid and his family are shady. Yeah. Even more shady. Even than more he so. Thought. Yeah. But and anyway, Hagrid finds him. Yeah, Hagrid finds him. He saves him. Anyways, they get their school supplies. They start go- getting ready to go to school. Uh, you know, everyone's, you know, running through the wall, right? To get to the platform. Everyone's running. All the siblings are going. Everyone's going fine. The last two left on in Muggle World are Ron and Harry. They start running to the platform Ugh. and basically crash into a wall. Hold on, pause. <laughs> the platform. This is where I want to bring up my earlier statement about the incompetent adults. Who lets the children go through last? I know that was really dumb to let the 12 year olds go last. <laughs> we could have avoided the whole book. I'm mad about it. Continue. It's fine. <laughs> Anyways, so Harry and Ron literally crash into a wall, make a scene in the middle of King's Cross because now, you know, Harry has his owl with him. His owl starts screeching because she's like being thrown around in her cage. Their giant school trunks go flying everywhere. They create a scene. 
And um, these brilliant two 12-year-olds are like, wow, oh, my God, how are we going to get to school? <gasps> are my And Ron's like, oh, my God, how are my mom and dad going to get back to the car? What is going to happen here? And so they decide to take the car, the flying car, and fly to school instead. <laughs> oh. So they fly to school. They crash the car when they get to school. Um, and into then a as, tree. Remember that tree? Yes. They crash, a very big tree. They crash the car into a tree that attacks them. It's an attacking tree called the Whomping Willow. Ooh. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, they barely make it out with their lives. And then they get to school. They're yelled at for, one, getting there by a flying car. <laughs> and uh, two, for being spotted in that flying car by muggles, which is like a huge, huge thing in the wizarding world. Like, muggles can't know you exist. And people saw a flying car. So now they know you exist. Causes a whole issue. They almost get expelled. Ooh. Really rough yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's a really rough really start. Rough stuff. Really <laughs> rough stuff. Really, really rough start to the second year. Not yeah. the best. It's no. it's not it's not the best start to the second year. And then obviously Ron's family is like super pissed. Well, really, his mom is really pissed. Sends us to this thing called the Howler. It's I don't know if you've ever seen it. If you remember the movie, no, it's no. this. That is it's this envelope that yells at you. Um, <laughs> and if you don't open it, it like yells at you even louder. I don't know. It's like I feel like Hispanic moms would find a way to make the oh, howler like hit you. Hell yeah. yes. That howler, like it would just like smack your head repeatedly. I think in <laughs> Latin countries there weren't howlers, there were chancletas that yelled yes. at you. Yes. And yes. Around and they would hit just you. fly into like the morning like straight <laughs> hall or whatever, and they would just hit you across the head and been like, You are so fucking stupid. Do I have to bring you back here, Jennifer? <laughs> I would be, be terrified. Good. Oh my Jesus. Honestly, if on if anybody in Harry Potter was Hispanic, like the story would not have been the same. No. A lot because of it would have been prevented. These, if these fucking idiots would have been like, yo, we're gonna go see this three-headed dog, like wanna go check it out, I'd be like, my mom would literally skin me alive and boil my skin and then sew it back onto my body. Like it would be Just so to peel bad. it off after. Just to peel it off again. Like I'd be like, no thanks, bro. Like I'm super good. Have a nice fun. But God, like we love our families. Oh, my mom is the we best. Do. I love her. But I'm just saying, like, literally none of yes. these stories would have ever been written because my mom would have, like, I don't know, yanked me out of school and beat my ass. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. So what you do need to know about second year is that, you know, we said weird stuff happened the last year, but it just gets even weirder. Yeah. Like, Harry starts having voices in his head. Yeah. All of a sudden, like, he'll turn the corner and there's someone that looks dead on the floor or like a dead creature. <laughs> and then there's blood. Like, there's like phrases on the wall written in blood saying like, I'm going to come get you. <laughs> Chamber of Secrets is open. <laughs> I'm going to get you. <laughs> it just, shit gets weird. Yeah, second year. It gets weird. <laughs> it gets really really weird again like everyone starts panicking because the blood writings on the wall say the chamber of secrets is open you know it says stuff like enemy of the air beware and all this stuff and so basically you know you know rumors go around and people like talk about the chamber of secrets and so the rumor is the chamber of secrets 
is a Slytherin thing. It was created by the founder. <laughs> it was created by the founder of Slytherin. And the founder of Slytherin put um, a dangerous creature in there that is supposed to attack uh, Slytherin's enemies. And Slytherin's enemies are the people born from Muggle families. This dude was, like, literally the most racist. Yeah, do you, he was a really racist person. Alexis, do you remember what muggles are, right? What yeah. are they? Us. Us. Us, the non-magical folk. So, basically, his, like, his, like, deal with people, his beef, was that, like, he felt that wizards and witches would should be pure. And this was not just a him thing. This is, like, other pure-blooded wizards had very similar thoughts, where it's, like... um you had to be pure of blood in order to be a true wizard and witch. So there were Muggleborns, Muggleborn witches and wizards, born from families that were Muggles, as the name suggests, non-magical people. Do you rem do you know of a Muggleborn witch or wizard? Um, We've mentioned ooh. a name. I think, I think. Oh God, I think. Hermione. Yes. yes. Good job, Alexis. Yes. yes. So that it's a that's why Elizabeth and Jenny say like it's a huge like racism issue because it's like a very old um, and unfortunately still a problem um, in the current year of Harry Potter. There's this one like notable battle that is very important to the story where it's not really a battle. <laughs> I said a battle. It's not a battle. So basically there's this new defense against the dark arts teacher because if you remember uh, Professor Squirrel from last <laughs> from last year i'm calling him professor squirrel from now on um professor <laughs> squirrel died so they needed to replace him as a teacher so now we've got Lockhart. gilderoy lockhart could you imagine sitting at that job interview like hey one of our students totally killed the last guy can you fill in <laughs> <laughs> i think they omitted that they definitely did <laughs> they did not talk about that but anyways, so uh, another bane of existence to the Ravenclaw house is Gilderoy ah, Lockhart. It's so, literally uh, so give, give a gander, wrong. Alexis, as to Gilderoy Lockhart's personality. He sounds terrible. He is terrible. Why is he terrible? Why is he terrible? Tell us. He sounds like venomous. Mm, okay. Maybe to a degree. I don't know. Um, Perhaps when you touch him. Because oh, apparently God. we like to touch professors. <laughs> Let's not you say burn. that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Oh, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Gilderoy Lockhart is uh, actually a very famous dude in the wizarding world. He has lots yes. of books. So lots of middle-aged women are obsessed with him. He's apparently a lot of very... women want to touch him, including Molly yes. Weasley and including Hermione. Molly Weasley. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Hermione wants to touch him like no twelve-year-old has ever touched before. Yeah, yeah. And they all it's like gross. By the way, it are, is. Our characters met him originally in the back-to-school shopping of the second year, but then they find out he becomes a professor. Yeah. So. yeah, so he's like this very like pompous dude. He's very handsome. He has this award-winning smile, yada, yada, yada. He's apparently defeated like all these magical creatures and curses and whatever. He's famous. And he so like everyone's really... Qualified. He's, yeah, he sounds really qualified, but uh, um, 
we'll learn later they learn as like all this stuff is going down that uh he does not know how to do anything um just remember lockhart yeah yeah he's he's a dumb keep him in the back of your mind there um but anyways wait we have tea tea hey oh what's the tea? tea that's introduced into the story but I didn't know if the queen of but, tea, Marianne, wanted to spill it. Well, I, we still haven't finished the quote-unquote battle and why this is important. Oh, because oh, sorry. I'm we just need getting a- ahead of myself because I love gossip. <laughs> I'm very excited. It's fine. But, okay, so the reason why Gildor Lockhart comes into the story now is because he starts hosting what we call the Dueling Club um, with uh, Professor Snake as we remember these, all these professors are going to be animals now for Alexis, but <laughs> professor Snape and professor, um, not Quirrell, professor uh, Lockhart are both having this dueling club and they have everybody join in and they ask for two volunteers. Their two volunteers are Harry and Draco sour patch kid. So anyways, ah. these kids are ah. dueling. Ah, these kids are dueling. And in the midst of the duel, Draco does a little woof of the wand and a snake pops out. Cause you know, snakes, um, and the snake starts like hissing over to a certain student and Harry's like, whoa, like, don't hurt him. He's nice. Come over here. And then Harry like doesn't really figure out like what to do in the situation. The snake goes away, but everyone's like, what the heck? And this is when we find out that Harry is a parcel mouth. Basically, he can talk to snakes. But this is not a common trait in the wizarding world. And yes, this will be very important later. Yeah. Basically, everyone starts freaking out because this is a trait of normally evil people. Yes. Including the owner and founder of Slytherin House, Salazar Slytherin. The owner. Thanks. (laughs) Owner. I don't know. The (laughs) owner. But basically, people start like suspecting that harry is the heir of uh slytherin and that he's the one that opened the chamber of secrets and you know he's writing stuff on the wall with blood and killing people and stuff because Not people killing, are fucking but... stupid yeah whatever it's fine but anyways boiling the, tea starts tea. the, the tea. boiling tea so yeah. we figure out first off we find a notebook all of a sudden this book is so good this we find this we find this book this journal in the middle of a bathroom, it's really wet, and then all of a sudden Harry, you know, he gets curious. He starts writing in it, right? And then all of a sudden, it writes back to him, and it's like he introduces himself. It's a very polite book. The book is like Tom Marvillo Riddle. That's my name, and he's like, well, do you know anything about the Chamber of Secrets? Like writing in the diary, talking, you know, like if it was a Google Doc. And all of a sudden he's like, like it's a Google Doc. And then all of a sudden he's like, I don't, I know stuff, but I'm not going to tell you. And then Harry's like, oh, but then he's like, I'm going to show you. And so we're taken into a flashback and Harry's all of a sudden. Hold on. Harry's like sucked into the book. right? Yeah. Harry is literally sucked into this book that is writing back to him. Literally no one is watching the kids. Like no one is, there's no supervision. No one cares about the kids. Like, I'm mad. And I'm sorry. Harry is not questioning that there is a magical item writing back to I him. Like, that also, to me is already a huge uh, red flag. I can't even. This kid is like, honestly, I can relate to him, though, because I always want to know information. So, I like, know. if somebody I has gossip, I want to know. Like, I will go to the ends of the earth to find it out. I won't tell anybody, but I want to know. <laughs> so I can kind of, like, you know, 
I'm on the same level with him here, but like, but bro, also, like oh my book. god. <laughs> anyways, anyways, idiot. Yeah. Get sucked into this book. We get yes. a. He's taken back in time, and he sees that uh, our dear, dear Hagrid is apparently the one to blame for the Chamber of Secrets being open before, because it was open before, 50 years ago. And uh, uh, the school and this dude, Tom Marvolo Riddle, finds out that Hagrid opened the chamber, allegedly, and gets Hagrid expelled. So we find out that Hagrid was expelled and he's working at Hogwarts. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Mind you, this is the giant wizard dude. Not sure if you're keeping up with this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, Good. giant wizard dude. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we find out, thanks to Tom Marvolo Riddle and this book, whatever, that Hagrid was expelled. So Harry is blasted back into his room, I guess. Yeah. That's where he was. And now he's like, oh my God, one of my besties. What if he opened the chamber? Yes, it's weird. This guy is like in his freaking 60s, and that's your bestie. Yeah. And that's, a, that's, that's another issue that we've spoken about in a previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so. Anyways. Harry's like, oh, my God, I need to talk to my bestie. I need to figure out what's going on because he can't be the one doing all this stuff. Because at this point, I don't know if we've mentioned it yet. Not only has like there's been crazy writings in the wall, but now people have become petrified. Like they've become like kind of like stone. Mm -hmm. And so like there are these random kids now becoming like stone throughout the school. And it's like super dangerous times. They're thinking they're going to have to close the school down. They're thinking the maybe, students. maybe we will close the school. Maybe. 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 Yeah. Mind you. But they don't. No, not yet. No, not yet. We don't. We're not anywhere near that. But anyways. No. Mind you, there have already been two stu- students turned into stone by now. I would oh I would God. even say three because there's oh, one oh. particular person who's petrified by this point. One very important particular person who is petrified by this point. She's not petrified by this point. But maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, you're getting a little, a little, a little <laughs> ahead of yourself. I'm reading on to the next note. Oh, maybe? Maybe she is. Pet- no, she is petrified by this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we're talking about Hagrid's hut. Oh, yeah, we are. Anyway, she is petrified. All right. The I'm going to. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So Hagrid. <laughs> Hagrid is basically taken to wizard prison. We call that Azkaban. So remember the government that I told you about earlier that you had to remember? Mm. Yes? No? Maybe? Yes. Okay, yes. Well, basically they showed up at Hagrid's house and the guy is literally like, hey, I know that we don't have any proof and like, you know, you haven't really done anything, but we got to take you to prison, bro, because it's just going to look really bad if I don't do something about this. So... Basically, yeah, because it's Sour Patch's kid's dad who has like major money and doesn't like anybody and has like paid people off. They're taking Hagrid to prison and wizard prison is not fun, but we'll get there. So Hagrid basically is like getting arrested, I guess. And Harry and Ron are there in his hut. He lives on a, like in a hut on the grounds of Hogwarts. And as this man is being unjustly arrested by the government. Harry and Ron are under the invisibility cloak, and he's like, someone's gonna have to feed my dog! And by the way, follow the spiders. And that's where we lose Alexis completely. Yep. 
She's like, all so, right, turn off, so, <laughs> turn off mic, turn off Squadcast. So, no more. <laughs> Uh, Harry and Ron actually follow the advice. Ron's very upset about it, obviously. But they do follow the spiders. through. They have to, like, go into the Forbidden Forest. and they. Oh, find... yeah, there, there's a forest that's forbidden, by the way. Right outside yeah. the school. <laughs> yeah, where, like, the, the children can't go into because it's apparently extremely dangerous. But they go but they there if they get a detention. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They can go there, like, if they're in trouble. But other than that, it's a no-no. So they follow the spiders through the forest and they find the big daddy spider and he's low-key rude as fuck, to be honest with you. Obviously. Obviously. But he's like Hagrid's BFF. Like, they're like the oldest friends. And Harry and Ron are like, look, he got arrested tonight and we need to know some information. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say that, like, technically the giant spider was, like, Hagrid's pet when he was originally in school. Yes. And then Fluffy was also Hagrid's pet. So there's like an ongoing trend in these books of Hagrid having very dangerous animals. Just saying. I mean, just Hagrid being irresponsible, period, but whatever. So they're like (laughs) interviewing the spider in the middle of the forest, like idiots. And they're like, yo, like Hagrid got arrested for like opening the Chamber of Secrets. Like, what's up with that? And the spider's like, nah, bro, he didn't open the Chamber of Secrets. Everyone thought he did, but really, he was taking care of me the whole time. (gasps) And so Harry and Ron are like, all right, chill, dude, bye, thanks. And he's (laughs) like, actually, my family of hundreds of spiders is very hungry, and now they're going to eat you. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. But this book never ceases to give you amazingness. Boom! Out of the forest comes the car that they crashed into a tree. <laughs> and it's like, hey, suckers, we're going shopping. So basically, they jump in the car. Car drives them back out of the Forbidden Forest. Like, expels them from the car. And they're back to safety. <laughs> this you know, book convenience. is wild. This book is so wild. So convenient. <laughs> so, basically, they get to the back to school. And now they have all this information. They know that Hagrid is, like, innocent. So it kind of, like, fuels their fire to start getting shit done. Right? Because they want to clear his name. So remember, Hermione's been petrified. Yes. Okay. And then the next note is that Herm is, like, petrified and she has that piece of paper in her hand. But I'm oh, sure yeah. that I missed Herm that Hermione. to get there. Well, yeah. she was she was already petrified for a while. So well, they knew she was petrified. Talking. But... Then they visited her again, and then that's when they find that she has a little piece of paper in her hand. Yeah. A very important piece of paper. So basically, uh, this book is... The book has a lot of weird stuff going on, but this book is also a lot of convenience. Like, convenient things happen, like the Ford Anglia coming out of nowhere to come save them from the spiders. This is also a pretty convenient time because, her again, Hermione knows everything. And before she got petrified, she was in the library doing some research. And she figures out about the basilisk. So she finds out what the magical creature is. Um, that, you know, spiders flee before it, that, you know, it's a very ancient creature that can last for a very long time. It is a snake. So um, Harry can understand it. That's Harry, why he's been hearing voices, quote unquote. Exactly. If you've been keeping up, Alexis. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's why he's been hearing all these voices in his head because he's oh. listener, literally hearing the, like the snake sniggling, slithering around. Yes. Mind you, mind you, I don't... 
poor Harry, just so you're aware of what this snake is saying, it's literally saying, kill, I've got to kill. And this poor 12 year old is hearing this and no one else is. So can you imagine what's going on in this poor child's head? He's losing his damn mind. I don't know. I think it's because I'm lounging about. <laughs> it's the lounging quarantine. About. <laughs> um, the quarantine but has changed us, kids. It has changed us. It feels like centuries. Anyways, so besides learning about the basilisk from Hermione and her piece of paper, they're like, but how is this basilisk getting around Hogwarts? And they look at the piece of paper again, and there's a word, and it just says pipes. So she had figured that out as well. He's been using the She's pipes. Been literally everything. Like convenience? I think yes. And <laughs> also, think-, think about this for a second, folks. There's a big ass snake going through the piping system, like through poop and through pee <laughs> and water filtrations, like to kill people. Ew! Like they you know, drinking water all the time. Let <laughs> me bring to you my animal knowledge. You know what reptiles carry on their skins? What? what? The salmonella. Oh, so this oh. snake was literally just like hopping from pipe to pipe. <laughs> Kids are showering. They're drinking water, brushing their teeth, and not not one person got salmonella. It's a magical snake. It or, doesn't have salmonella. Or Everybody's yep. being petrified, but this one kid has like the shits and he doesn't want to talk about it because those are not the problems right now. <laughs> <laughs> Madam Pomfrey all of a sudden has a full ass hospital wing filled with kids having the shits. She's like, what is going on? <laughs> oh, basically. My God. People just keep showing up like, yo, I have no idea why I'm going to have <laughs> diarrhea. Like, what's happening? <laughs> Would it be magical diarrhea? I have questions. I don't know. This is getting gross. Okay. Anyways, moving on. So now, thanks to Hermione, even in her petrified state, they have solved all the problems. So again, they go to tell the adults that they've solved all the problems of the school. However, the adults, again, are either not available or are not listening to them. But really, before they can really tell like the important adults what's going on, shit hits the fan again. And mm-hmm. this time, it's like big so there's more writings on the wall more writings in blood and basically it says that her body is going to lie in the chamber forever everyone's like oh my god whose body is this whose body is it alexis oh can you guess she's never gonna guess body (laughs) well why would i be able to guess we've Uh, already talked about this person tonight i mean okay so the words are written in blood blood is red Yes. Molly. <laughs> Good family reference. Close. You're Close. in the correct family. Close. Oh, there's one more girl. Yes. Ginevra. <laughs> yes. Ginevra. Ginevra, a.k.a. Ginny, the youngest That's sister. So bad. The- we just <laughs> talked about her. The little 11 year old. She has been taken into the chamber and basically the message is saying like, if you don't find her body, if we don't do something about this, she's just going to die. So everyone's freaking out. They're like, oh my God, someone's going to die. 
we now need to finally close the school. <laughs> we now have a problem. <laughs> we now have a problem. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> they're telling all the students, pack your bags. They tell Ron and his family, oh my God, that's it. You lost a sibling. We're going to do what we can. We're going to send Gilderoy Lockhart to go save the day because he's done this before. He's qualified. He's qualified according to his qualifications. This is why, everyone, that you should not lie on your resume. <laughs> because of Lockhart. Because of Lockhart. Anyways, so everyone's like, okay, Lockhart's going to go save the day. So all the teachers sit back. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go do the thing. I'll, I'll do, do it. <laughs> no one checks up on him. No one makes sure he's doing this. And all the while, 11-year-old girl's life is on the line. And these 12-year-old boys, Harry and Ron, are like, we have so much info to give him. Let's go help. So they go to him, and they're like, oh, my God, Professor. We know what you're facing. This is what you have to do. And he's there like, deuces, ain't going to do it. I'm leaving. And they're like, excuse me, that's my sister. Like, you need to go save her. He's like, "Um, no, I can't because I can't really do any of this stuff. And so, you know, there's like a little skerfuffle and this guy's like a pansy. So they get his Elizabeth wand Elizabeth literally him. has granted us permission to be broom chicks unleashed. And she's out here <laughs> saying words like skerfuffle and pansy. <laughs> there's certain circles out there of grandmas that don't like the word pansy. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I just I like these words to describe them. Okay. Skerfuffle. Skerfuffle. Anyway, there's a skerfuffle. He's a pansy. They get his wand. Again, two children get a fully grown man's wand from him. And they're like, no, we're threatening you. Now you're going to go and save her. Mind so you, one of their wands is broken, too. Like, Ron has a broken-ass wand for, like, the entire book and movie. Anyways, so they take him to, because they also figure out where the entrance of this thing is. It's in that bathroom that we found the book in. Because that's where another girl died. There's a whole ghost. We didn't get into it. Not, nah, it's important, but whatever. Anyways, they it's go. It's important, but we don't care. It's important. She's important. She was the first person to die because of the it's Chamber the, of Secrets. But, right, you know. Anyways, so we go into the bathroom. Harry finds like a faucet that looks like a snake. He speaks snake to it. It opens. And now they're like, Lockhart, you got to go in. Um, Lockhart's like, no, I'm not going in. And they basically shove him in. Um, and he falls down this giant pipe. And so Harry and Ron are like, obviously, this dude's not going to do anything. We got to go after him. So they jump in, too, because, you know, two 12 year olds are going to solve the problem. <laughs> but <really>. they, ju <laughs> they jump in and they fall into basically a bed of skeletons. And the bed of skeletons is all the food that the snake has been eating for the past 50, 100 years. Oh. 1500 years. 1500. Uh, That's 5000 if you're interested. In case you can't do the math. I'm probably wrong on my math too. Yeah, uh, yeah, you are. Just a smidge. So they go in and they realize how big the snake is cuz the snake skin is there cuz he's a snake. He sheds the skin. And you, uh, <laughs> you're welcome, Jenny. I'm doing it for you. <laughs> making, making sure people know how snakes work. 
He shares his skin, but he doesn't have salmonella. <laughs> Magic. Magic. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, again, Lockhart is shitting his brains out at this point. He's like, I'm not mentally prepared for this. I can't do this. So he, again, tries to wrestle the boys and get his wand back. But he doesn't get his wand back. He gets Ron's broken wand, but he doesn't know that Ron's wand is broken. So he tries to, like, cast a spell at these boys to, like, erase their memories of all of this so they don't know that he's a fake and a fraud and a terrible human being. But thankfully, the spell, spell, like, rebounds back on him, causes this explosion. But then this is when, again, shit hits the fan. The explosion separates everyone. Ron is... Ron is left with the dumb, dumb Gilderoy Lockhart, who now lost his memory, thanks to this spell, rebounding back on him. And now Harry is left alone. This is a trend. Harry Potter's usually left alone at the very end. And so Harry's like, okay, Ron, I'll go find your sister. So he goes, he finds his sister. She's on the floor. She's cold. She looks dead. And then he realizes that the book that he was writing into is also there on the floor. Such a strange occurrence that this diary is now here on the floor with him. And then he looks and there's another person in the room. Who is this other person, (gasps) Alexis? Oh, it has to be. It has to be Voldemort. Can you get a little specific? What do you mean? I don't know. I'm, how can I, I don't know. Specific so I'll tell well, you the tea. Because I did some live Googling. Yes. Yeah. 92% of all snakes have salmonella. <laughs> Just like it's a really high number. It's like, it's like a really high number. Like a large number of turtles, 77% of all lizards, 92% of all snakes. That's amazing. But just, just wanted to let this you know. This one doesn't. We have Thank questions you. for JK Rowling. Thank <laughs> you, Zookeeper. Anywho, so remember the name, the guy that we met from the diary, the Google Doc? Yeah. What's his name? Wait. Oh, Tom Riddle. Yeah. So his full name is Tom Marvolo Marvolo Riddle. So imagine this man. He just writes out his name, Tom Marvolo Riddle, and then all of a sudden scrambles it with his wand, and all of a sudden the sentence now reads, I am Lord Voldemort. So the guy from the diary, who's like, he looks like a hot seventeen-year-old Slytherin boy. Like he's he's, so hot. He's he's so so hot. hot. Like literally, the hottest guy is freaking Dumbledore. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Is Jude Law creeping back into your brain? No, not Dumbledore. (laughs) Very much Voldemort. But you get the picture. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Oh man. Yes, so <laughs> Tom Riddle reveals that he is the 16-year-old version of Voldemort. Yes. And that this diary is enchanted to literally suck the life out of someone. <laughs> and so this is another way that Voldemort's trying to get his body back, basically. Okay. So he's currently sucking the life out of Ginny because poor Ginny was actually the original owner of this diary. She had found it in her bag, didn't question it like Carrie, like two dum-dums that they are. This is why they get married to each other. And <laughs> it, she, it like divulges enough of her soul into it that he's able to like latch onto her soul and like literally take it. 
So he starts like taking oh. her her soul, her life force or whatever. So this is why he's able to be there physically now. So he's there. He's like and he, he does like the villain rant where he like explains his whole plot type deal that every yeah. villain does. Villain and monologue, you know, the, vin- the villain the monologue. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, sorry, she's going to die. And now you're finally going to die, too, because I've been wanting to kill you for 12 years. And so he unleashes the basilisk. Harry's like, uh-huh. oh, my God, what am I going to do? He starts running everywhere because we didn't mention this. You can't look at a basilisk because that's how it kills you. It kills you with its eyes. I mean, it, yes. it, can, al- it can also kill you with like its venomous fangs. But like, yes. if you look at it, it kills you. Anyways, so he's there can't trying to run from with salmonella <laughs> and kill you with salmonella. I can't. I can't. Mm-mm. I can't. <laughs> but <laughs> the salmonella thing is going to stay on this forever. Forever. I'm not going to let Hashtag that go. Salmonella forever. <laughs> Anyways, so Harry's like running around. He's freaking out. And all of a sudden, Dumbledore, remember Dumbledore, the principal, the headmaster, he has this bird. This beautiful phoenix <laughs> bird called Fox. Really cool, awesome bird. He all of a sudden appears because, you know, Voldemort in his villain rant talks bad about Dumbledore. And you're going to learn that apparently no one can talk bad about Dumbledore in this book. Like, talking bad about Dumbledore is like a major no-no mm-hmm. to Harry Potter. So he defends Dumbledore. Fox, the, the bird, magically hears this and shows up to Harry's aid. But he shows up with the hat that sorts you into houses. And obviously Voldemort's like cracking up. He's like, ha ha ha. What the heck? You only have a hat and a bird. You gonna die, bitch. Like, let's sort you again. (laughs) Sort dead. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for laughing at my really bad joke. (laughs) That was really good. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, so again he starts laughing or whatever the snake is almost on top of harry harry's freaking out he holds on to this hat and out comes a sword this giant giant sword just snake pulls out sword. of the hat and harry's like ah and then just stabs the snake <laughs> in the uh-huh. jaw as the snake's coming in to bite him, he stabs him in the roof of his mouth into his brain and kills the snake. Could yeah. Yeah. A 12-year-old boy, man, kills a 12-year-old big-ass snake. And he can't, he can't look at the snake? Yeah, he no. can't. But he kills so it. So the phoenix, the phoenix pu- uh, plucked the eyes out of yeah. the snake. So he was the oh. snake was blind by this point. Birds are pretty savage. That's that. true. Yeah, the ber- birds are okay. savage. Okay. So the bird did help in that aspect. So now Harry could look at the snake, and that's why when the snake came to bite him, he just stabbed him in the in his mouth into his brain and killed him. He got bit, though. Okay. He did. In his yeah. very heroic moment, unfortunately, a fang, a venomous fang, got into his arm. And uh, this mm-hmm. is a very, this is like a high-class, like, venomous snake. Like, will kill you almost immediately. I don't know another, like, I could, a King Cobra? He's a fancy snake. He's he like wears tuxedos. He's I don't know. old and ancient. He's got a beard and a monocle. I don't know much about snakes, but he's a very, very, very venomous one. 
So Harry immediately starts dying. He's literally like things start going fuzzy <laughs> for him. I'm ignoring Jenny right now because she seems disappointed <laughs> at my snake knowledge. Disappointed at your no. snake <laughs> I'm disappointed that he's wearing a tuxedo and a monocle. Because <laughs> he's a high-class snake. She said he was a high-class snake. So I'm picturing this basilisk with a tuxedo and a monocle. They don't even have arms. So, yes, this high-class snake wearing a tuxedo and a monocle apparently has stabbed Harry. a Bond villain. <laughs> This is not canon, by the way, for those true dummies out there listening. No, just yeah. a regular big yeah, ass it's snake. It's not canon that the snake is not wearing a fucking tuxedo <laughs> and wearing a monocle on one eye. Thank you, Marianne. <laughs> Anyways, poor Harry, he's here. Oh my God, he's actually dying. Like literally, the world is going hazy for him. Voldemort is like gaining more of his body back. And Voldemort's like, ha ha, Harry, I won. Oh, you're going to die here like your parents, like your best friend's sister. You suck. You suck. Oh, he's and not. Then, and then this poor, this poor bird, Dumbledore's bird is also a very emotional bird. And she starts crying. She starts crying when she sees that Harry's hurt. And it's very sweet. Why are you so emotional? I'm not. I'm like pretending to be emotional. <laughs> so you are saying this with so much feeling. Th- it's a it's a very emotional moment. I'm trying to paint the picture for Alexis. And so the bird starts crying on top of Harry, on top of the wound, and lo and behold, this bird Magic. has magical healing tears. Very useful. Again, going back to the theme of convenience. <laughs> <laughs> magical healing tears and all of a sudden harry is not dying anymore he is fine he doesn't even have a puncture wound like he's he's good to go he's 100 percent. but before all of that he grabbed that bit he grabbed the tooth of the like basilisk that like was jammed into his arm and he just like stabs it into the diary because angst because angst and so because of that voldemort all of a sudden in his hot you know 16 year old piece of ass just all of a sudden started (laughs) dying you work with children i need to look up this picture he's He's very he's very very attractive but anyways the point is is that he starts dying and then he's dead because of the stab in the journal so let's let's recount that he starts dying and then he's dead. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> end of story. No, I'm joking. It's not the end. I mean, it's basically the end. Like, you know, he does save Ginny. Very he, important he information. Yeah. The second, yeah, the second the diary is destroyed, Ginny comes back. She's like all confused. She was yeah. basically being like manipulated by Voldemort because she, oh, oh, big one. She was the one writing on the walls. Whoa. Yep. Yep, yeah, she's she was the one with the with the diary. Voldemort mind controlled her while she had the diary and made basically made her open the chamber and unleash the basilisk. And guess how she got the diary? How? Sour Patch Kid's dad. Oh. Yep, Sour Patch Kid's dad gave her the diary all the way when they were doing their back to school shopping, and they were like, you know, they were uh, not paying attention. <laughs> 
<laughs> couldn't think of the word. But anyways, this is important information because at, in the end of this beautiful love, love, nice story, we've got um, Harry. He meets Dobby again, and we find out Dobby is the house elf for the Malfoys, the Sour Patch Kid family. So oh. he works for the Sour Patch Kid dad. And Harry's like, oh, my God. He hides a sock in the diary, gives the diary to the Sour Patch Kid dad. He's like, ew, don't touch me. Gives it to the house of Dobby. Dobby opens it, sees the sock. And now Dobby is free. Because yes. it's the thing with house elves. If they're presented with clothes and they're free. Yeah. Very important information. So Dobby is, is a free elf. Wow. That would be nice. <laughs> that's how life worked. Honestly, for real. Here's some clothes. You're free. <laughs> Do you feel like you're not free? No, I'm saying like in history. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Or from this quarantine, you know, here are some nice clothes. Now you can leave your house. Yes. So that is a chamber of secrets for you. Any questions, Alexis? Oh, no, I guess not. You, uh, I guess not. <laughs> it, is it that I have no questions or have many? I'm not sure. <laughs> Only you know. Only I know. Only you know. No, I. You know what? I do have a question, and I think yeah. it kind of popped up when, uh, at the very beginning of Chamber of Secrets, and when when they go to the Wizarding World, so when they go to Hogwarts, is it just Hogwarts or is there like other stuff there? Like do people so, live in the wizarding world? I guess. Yeah. So they're scattered throughout Muggle world. There is several villages that are known to be just like wizards only basically. Um, but like, for example, Ron's family lives like outside of Ottery St. Catchpole, which is like a, a town or so. Um, but like the closest people to them are probably the love goods, which is a family that you'll meet later. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're several, several, several miles away. And so they neighbor on muggle communities, but it's pretty much like just them. And then where Harry was originally born, um, I think there it's, is it all wizards in Godric's yeah. Godric's Hollow? Hollow yeah, right? yes. yeah. yeah. So it's all wizards in that community. Um, and then there's, I mean, there's wizards that just live in muggle communities and just hide inside their houses or whatever. Like they don't do anything magical outside. There mm -hmm. is a community um, outside of Hogwarts named yeah. Hogsmeade, but we will talk more about that next yeah. time. And so okay. wizards will live there. They have shops there and stuff like that. Um, and then we've pondered in other episodes, like if professors live on grounds full time or if they mm -hmm. live elsewhere, um, because it's kind of unclear. We did come to a resolution in that episode, but like in the books, it's never really discussed. Um, but pretty much it's like when you go to boarding school, like you're at school, your teachers are there, you're there, you sleep there, you have a dorm, and then you go home for the summer. Yep. Okay. Any other questions? Uh, no. Cool. No. I like well, it. I hope you liked our, our summaries of books one and two. Yeah. The Tinder Secrets is just so good. It's so full of tea. There like, is. Wow. But you know what? Prisoner of Azkaban is the next book, and that one's going to be good. Oh, because that is my favorite. I'm excited. <sighs> so much tea, so much Alfonso aesthetic. Oh, my God. You're going to learn. We're going to learn what movie. Alfonso aesthetic is. Yes. It's oh, amazing. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you yes, so yes. much, Alexis, for doing this with us. You Yay! always have great insight. Oh, thanks. It's <laughs> not really insight. 
Thanks for I, reading the book. I think so. Everything. Oh, no yeah. problem. <laughs> what I do <laughs> <No>. best. <laughs> Literally, you should watch the movies, though. I mean, like, they're on all the time, especially now during quarantine. I don't like literally just turn on you don't even have to have cable i feel like harry potter finds a way oh literally google like usa or like the sci-fi network they usually have it up on the time yeah or freeform what is it called now that that if freeform freeform that was abc family that's like a whole other one but yeah they run them all the time yeah but don't watch it because then like the rest of our series gets kind of like messed up yeah, don't watch like that. Like, yeah, just don't. So watch you know what? Don't watch it. Don't enjoy Harry Potter. <laughs> I won't. Yeah, don't I won't. do that. <laughs> okay, that's it for today. I hope you guys enjoyed our summaries of these books. Remember to follow us on social media. You can catch us on Instagram at the Three Broom Chicks. You can also catch us on Twitter at the Number Three Broom Chicks. And go like our Facebook page, the Three Broom Chicks. And make sure to catch us next time. We're kind of going to do a fun, lighthearted episode, reintroducing ourselves. Who knows what we're going to talk about, but it's you'll just, find out for Not all us. of our new <laughs> listeners out there. This one's for you. So stay tuned. That's so sweet. And as always, we are the three broom chicks. And we're closer to not being dummies too.